Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, that does shows uh, January seventh. That's the only we're the only podcast recording today. That's right, in your face. I don't know. Uh, I think Russell Dominic's records today. Ignore them. Forget them. This is the show you want to watch. This is Ring Post Radio. I'm your host Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing on this fine January seventh? Um. I'm tired. There's five feet of snow outside. I want to cry. What? <laughs> what? You got snow? Oh, I got a lot of snow. <laughs> I got went, I got snow to spare. Went all winter without it. Now it's here. And now that is that is my post-podcast uh, day. That is, that is going to take up the rest of my day. Not really, but it's going to ruin my day. And that's, that's good enough for me. Uh, but otherwise, I'm great. It's been the busiest week in wrestling all year. I've watched mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling. And yeah. uh, a lot of it has been good. Some of it's been bad. And some of it's been unforge- uh, unforgettable. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I mean, no, but, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, right. I been think been it's unforgettable in good like, ways. I'll remember it throughout the whole year. I'll remember yeah. it throughout the whole year, one way or the other. Shout out uh, Kota Bushi. Hope he's doing well. <laughs> Certainly sounded, good to him. Sounded sad. Sounded sad. Was sad. We'll Still is sad. <laughs> Still is sad. We'll certainly get to that as we unfurl this episode. Uh, I'm jealous you got snow ever since we moved down to Georgia. Usually we'll get maybe like uh, a sprinkle of snow or something on our ground. We haven't even gotten anything at all yet. Not even close to that. You know, in Maryland, you know, we would get snow and stuff. Here in Georgia, we're just not even close. Not yeah. not even nothing. You got five feet of snow. I sort of miss the snow. I don't miss the physical labor of dealing with it, but I sort of miss the look of it. Uh huh. Yeah. The only people that say they miss uh, miss snow are the ones that don't have to deal with it. So, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that's probably true. You with five feet of snow is probably that's probably a fair point. Um, well, uh, let's. I think we let's get to it. We have a big packed show discussing a lot of what happened the past week. We're, of course, going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 18 uh, and the following. Some notes from New Year Dash along with ah. 
previewing New Japan Battle in the Valley, which will also happening this uh, upcoming weekend. Uh, we're going to talk some Noah New Year, some of the stardom shows that happened, um, all Japan shows that happened, uh, and also preview TNA Hard to Kill, the first TNA and, pay-per-view of the year. And we're previewing two shows. Uh, I already said Battle in the Valley. We're good. Oh, see, I completely zoned out. So that's fine. Shout out, I, shout out to me. First episode of the year. I'm gone. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I mean, it was. This is our technical first ring post radio episode. of the it year. Eve was a week ago. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? This week that's was all, so long that it feels like that was at least three weeks ago. To be fair, you slept. How, what percentage do you think of the of the week do you sleep slept? Less than 10? I don't know. What's the normal percentage? I don't know. What's uh, eight times seven? Uh, nope. I'm not doing math here. <laughs> That's too early to do math like that. Uh, 56 hours. And then how many hours are in a week? 24 times seven. 56 minus 56 divided by 168 is 33%. Spent a third of yeah, your week probably sleeping. slept about 15%. <laughs> Half that. Oof. Oof, boof, boof. Um, well, okay, I wanted my to probably twenty. So <laughs> that's fair, I guess. I wanted to start off the episode because I don't know if you saw. I was just scrolling through Reddit right before we started, Scotty. Yeah. And someone posted, um, uh, character documents. I guess. Uh, apparently, back in the dying days of WCW, people. If you saw this on Reddit, you might know what I'm talking about. But back in the W, this dying days of WCW. Uh, Vince Russo and Jeremy Borash pitched an all-women's TV show with a whole character dossier. And we don't have to read the character dossiers unless you're really interested in, but I have all the names here. Would you like to know early 2000 Vince Russo WCW women's wrestler names? Sure. Well, I'll tell you, first off, the show that they were going to pitch was going to be called Bitch Slap. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Just, just right off the bat, know that that's what you're expecting. All righty. And just stop me when it, it, it gets it gets a little too much, maybe. Well, we'll start off, of course, with Toxic Shock, which I believe is a reference to Toxic Shock Syndrome. Terrible right after the start. Homeless Heather. Kentucky Love with Papa Woody. We can't forget about the Ass Pirates, Blackbeard, and Treasure Chest. So there, is, by the way, there is a paragraph of a character background description attached to all of these names. I don't need them. Uh, what about Birdie Hole for One? Beastie Alley with We have so much to talk about and this is what we're doing. I had I had to bring this up because I read this and I was like, you have to know this. Beastie Alley with her little dog Scroat. This is terrible. Moose Knuckle and Camel Toe, a tag team, of course. Uh the tag team M- MBP, which stands for missing body parts, with the character the characters being right stumpy now. and gimpy. This is real, folks. I shit you not. This is real. Nurse Hershey with Dr. Proctor, Grandma Gas, and of course, the rest of the roster uh, was going to be filled out with people named Terry Springer, Brittany Shears, Flemin M, 
Fluminum, maybe I don't know. I think it's supposed to be Eminem, but female. I'll pay you. I'll pay you nothing, but I'll just ask kindly if we can move on from this and talk about the reason anyone's here. Uh, Someone named Jenny Knockersville. Does that work? All right, I'll see (laughs) you. I I had to stop the show and do this. I I could not believe what I was reading. Uh, This is all insane. Uh, Each paragraph. I didn't even read any of the paragraphs, Scotty. Each paragraph is worse than the last. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But yeah, let's get to the show. Um, let's start off with Wrestle Kingdom, of course, as our lead topic here. Wrestle Kingdom 18 uh, happened this past week, folks. January 4th, as per usual. Um, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about from it. And I think the uh, most newsworthy item I think we'll start off with is that main event. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match. Tetsuya Naito defeats Sonata in 25 minutes in 42 seconds. Uh, Scotty just officially gone from the show. So I told I will be, you oh, I was leaving. That's fair. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Want I uh, appreciated you? Yes, ending my bits. I, I really, I really do appreciate the yes ending my bits. I couldn't last much longer. It was, it was getting. I don't rough. think you. I don't think you lasted a second. I think you. I think you. No, I listened to the first name, and that was when I was like, all right. All right. He he read through this list and was like, yep, God, I have to bring this up. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. Yeah, I got worse. Uh, IWGP you World Heavyweight Title WCW? Match. Yes, that was the dying days of WCW. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2000, 2001. <laughs> Very on brand. They were this was this. Do you think this was a last minute Hail Mary to try to save WCW? Is what if we pitch a wall women's show and these are our names and they're going up to Ted Turner or or AOL? <laughs> they're going up to AOL. What do you think about this? <laughs> we got a show, it's called Bitch Slap. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> just we got we got everyone's favorite Moose Knuckle. <laughs> Everyone can't wait to see her. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, just a terrible version, like a, a very awful version of glow is basically what they're pitching uh anyways wrestle kingdom 18 more important from this week iwgp world heavyweight title match tetsuya naito defeats sonata in the main event uh of course uh the match itself was something but the main event or the post match i should say was even more important where we got tetsuya naito attempting to do the roll call evil interrupting it uh sonata making the save and then naito officially doing that roll call uh, with the loudest crowd I've ever heard um, because I, literally my, Naito was on a microphone. I could barely hear him over the crowd. Uh, they were super into yelling out the roll call. And now officially Tetsuya Naito is your IWGP world heavyweight champion. Scotty, give me your thoughts on the match. Give me your thoughts on the moment. How do you feel about the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 18? Um, I thought everything about it was perfect. I thought the match was very fitting of the main event. Hmm wonder who called that one um i think that the story that they were able to create throughout the match was really it was just really terrific i thought tetsuya naito obviously was at the top of his game from from entrance to the very very end when he walked back down that ramp and and you know kind of (laughs) paid respect to himself i thought that was very fitting um i thought sonata was so good in his role and it, it felt like after all this time, after all the doubts from other fans, that when he was walking out, it, people were screaming Sonata for him. And I think that was perfect. Um, I love the match. I really do. It's like right there for me with 
Danielson and Okada, which we'll get to, of course. Um, I just thought like the overall emotion and the crowd reaction, it didn't, it almost didn't even matter what happened in the match because like you could, you were just so locked in because of how the crowd was into it. You know, it was an infectious feeling, but the wrestling was great. And the calls were great. Whether you listen to it in Japanese or English, I made sure to actually listen to it in both because for that match, I felt like it was important for me to kind of get a grasp so I can hear how uh, fans reacted to both sides. And I thought they did a great job on both sides. And, and you know, Sonata hitting the death fall but not being able to move and, and then Naito hitting the death fall and turning that into um, a destino and the win. I thought that was just a fantastic end to this match. And obviously the post-match couldn't have been more perfect, right? You teased getting no roll call. You have evil and Dick Togo go out there and attack. And rather than having anyone from LIJ currently out there to save the day, you have the original lij all involved with sonata coming out of nowhere perfectly shot by the way this was the best camera shot besides the one of uh, naito laying on the floor with the title next to him this was the best shot of the entire show where sonata just flies out of nowhere drills evil and they just they just have you know have a face off and then he leaves and he's crying in tears but the chair the fans are cheering him out and i thought that was the ultimate moment that listen people can doubt him all he want all his reign but he's leaving the tokyo dome with his name being cheered with his name coming through the dome and that's all he ever wanted and I thought that was a perfect way to end it. And then, of course, the roll call. Uh, it was as magical as it was teased for the longest time. Like you said, you couldn't even hear him say it. That's how loud the crowd was for it. And I think that tells you all you need to know about where we are in the current world of wrestling. There's a lot of wrestlers that are over. And then there's Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, you can't deny that this crowd wanted that roll call. Like, <laughs> it was, That's why it everyone was, was there. I'm like 95% sure. Everyone yeah. that got a ticket was like, you know what? I'm here for this. I don't care yeah. about anything else. I, I, I agree fully with that. I'm trying to see if I can pull up. I know WrestleNomics tweeted out the attendance of the past several Wrestle Kingdoms as well. I know it just slightly outsold last year. Yes. Uh, which, what was the main event of last year? I believe that was Jay White, Kazushika Okada, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then also had the Omega match as well. Um, but I'll try to confirm that as I scroll back through their Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I thought the main event, I thought the match itself, I thought was really good, really, really, really good, great. Um, there were some moments of, there were some matches, there were some, some moments, there was a moment in the ma- in near the end of the match where like their Naito's going for a Destino yeah. uh, and just, yeah. Whether it be him or Sonata, they just can't get the the, the think, move right. Yeah, they. they, well, they also, he, I thought his shoulder was gone for a while there. Sonata, possibly, possibly. Um, but he he starts going for it. They they yeah. both stall. They both figure it out. Then they fully stop. Just hit each other, and they it was a weird moment of like the you know watching that and i feel like if you're watching that in america you would be like oh that was a botch and they would immediately be on botchamania and the crowd would make fun of them for it and here the crowd got like 
more into it as they mm-hmm. were fixing the botch and then ultimately yep. doing the match. Yeah. And it made me, you know, and I think everyone sort of knew this. And we kind of alluded to this idea uh, in the preview that we did of Chris Samsa uh, from Sport of Pro Wrestling. This idea of ultimately the match, the match didn't fully matter. And and the and the, as the commentary was talking about it as well, the match didn't fully matter, which in some ways is frustrating when it's the main event of a Wrestle Kingdom. But in other ways, it's like, what we're looking for more is the moment. What we're looking for is Naito's going to pick up the win. He's going to beat Sonata. And then we get the roll call. And what happens about the roll call? That's the ultimate climax, ultimate moment of this match. There's nothing that this match can do that will outshine whatever that roll call was going to look like. Um, Would I have loved like a five-star match? Maybe, of course. But again, like I don't think anything from the match it would have been able to produce. Um, I don't even know if Sonata would be able to fully get a five star match here. But uh, but uh, nevertheless, the moment Naito is what was made in his match. prime. Yeah, I thought Naito was pretty good. I thought Sonata was better than expected. Um, Sonata's a good wrestler. Match. I think uh, people just kind of like to overlook that. Like he's a good wrestler. Sure, 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 sure. Especially in this newer version of himself, I think he's even better. But uh, I don't know. I think this reached the the highest of potential for me. Sure. Um, yeah, I get that. In terms of, you know, if you care about stars, like I think it reached the the max that I expected. Um and uh, I think I think I ended up giving it the same rating I did last year's main event. Um which is kind <laughs> of funny to think about because and those are very different. Last year I thought it was a better like match itself, yeah. but this year's emotion and and feeling and the the atmosphere i think it was uh rob viper who obviously tweets a lot about lucha made a great point it's like a match where the moves don't matter the crowd doesn't matter people just want the baby face to win and you could feel it throughout the match is better than a perfect five-star match where the crowd's like kind of into it and i was like one thousand percent i will take that every single time because the 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 incredible crowd is what makes a match feel so special and that's exactly what it did here this got to the max for me despite the you know what one or two um struggles throughout one or two anything because they didn't matter the crowd never got lost because of them like you said, the crowd got more into it. They knew these two were struggling. They knew these two were fighting, and it raised up the match. It was fantastic. Um, there, obviously, there's been a Wrestle Kingdom main events, obviously, but like for what people felt like going into the show to what this delivered, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. And and like like I said about like you know I I dug on Sonata a little bit where I wasn't expecting hey, absolutely a five star. Everyone match. else did. Yeah, I, I said I was like I'm not fully expecting a five star match out of here, Sonata. Yeah. That's no, a good in, thing though. Yeah, in no way I don't think anyone was expecting no. Okada Omega. Uh, no, no, no. And I think it would be well, foolish to expect right. that. And I think what they were able to pull off, despite several botches, was the crowd still fully being invested in the match. There is something to that. Uh, is that like weird, hopeless optimism from as reported by wrestling uh, reported by new Japan? Is it hopeless optimism from 27,000 people? Maybe, or maybe it's 
despite the botches, these stars are still over to us to the certain audience. Um, yeah. Something, or at least Naito and his story is still over to the audience. Yeah. The match itself wasn't, you know, it was one of those rare matches, and I think you would agree. It was one of those rare matches where like the crowd is so good it adds like a, at least a quarter star to the. We don't get the that enough anymore. Yeah, it was like I said. I was shocked and amazed that like botches were happening. The crowd was like, "No, no, no, we're still into this. We're not yeah. letting go. If, we're going to want this to happen." If the like, I think if this was a normal no hot crowd, I'm probably like a four, four a quarter. But I got I went full four and a half because of this crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I like on second rewatch, I watched. I was like, "This is phenomenal." Like, I, and I know the botches are coming. I'm like, they didn't take me out of it. Yeah, there's certain things in certain other matches that took me out of it a little bit, and I'll we'll get to that. The, nothing took me out of this match. Like I yeah. was locked in, and if you can keep me doing that despite a slip up or two, despite whatever you may do, that that speaks to everything that's going on at once. This this was the right main event, by the way. I know some people were like, "Oh, you know what? They should take this out of the main event." Who gives a shit what we think? This was the right main event. Nothing else could main event this show. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a a, a solid part. I think it was a solid there, part by the two of them. There were 29,000 fans or something, like just under 30, and every single one of them wanted Tetsuya Naito to do the roll call. And every single one of them did the roll call with him. <laughs> yeah, it, at least it sounded like it for sure. Uh, officially, that attendance number, 27,422. Uh, last year was 26,000, so up marginally. I mean, up by 1,400 fans. Eh, a nice, a nice, uh, uh, a nice dynamite number these days. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they had some night ones, night twos. Uh, hard to tell. They were also in the pandemic. 2019, if you want to go as far back as that, um, was 38,162. Um, 2018, 34,995, 2017, 26,192. So they didn't get a full house or even close. They didn't get pre pandemic. They did as good as like 2017 ish, 2023 ish. They did a little bit better than last year. So not exactly what I would, what I think new Japan would hope here, but, uh, you know, Hey, it's, it is growth. If albeit 1400 more tickets, uh, being sold you know there is growth there uh, just not massive growth year over year not like the 2017 into 2018 going from 26,000 to 34,000 that's uh that's massive growth right, right growth right there um but yeah, yeah. um that is the next week it's on a Saturday so it'll be very interesting to see how they do yeah, I imagine that it being on a Saturday, there would be a better chance of it being uh, higher attendance. But we'll see what happens. That's what Tanahashi thinks. Mm-hmm. And he's the president. He knows all. We all know this. Um, let's go back up to the top of the show. Uh, then we'll work our way back down. Uh, starting off with the Rambo. Just getting some quick thoughts. This, of course, is the Rambo to determine the uh, fatal four-way for the KOPW title um in the new year dash event um not much to really say about the rambo here i you know it's a matter of whether or not it's fun i don't think these matches are ever good and i'll tell you what scotty of course these rambos live and die are on their surprises and i tell you what when takashi izuka walked out there 
I was into it. I was su- I got super into the rest of the Rambo. I loved I love Izuka. Uh then Taichi comes out and of course he got the Iron Claw stuff. Uh I was really hoping that uh Taichi and Izuka would uh make it to the four-way and see them wrestle each other or wrestle with each other in some capacity or whatever in the four-way at New Year Dash. Uh I just enjoyed him. The guy is still <laughs> still jacked for some reason. Maybe not jacked, but he's still looking good. And I was into it. I was into this guy coming out here and continuing that story. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving Izuka out there. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know what the fuck is up with Yo. <laughs> what, what happened with? <laughs> I don't know what's up with Yo. He was a comedy character all of a sudden. When did that switch? He's a uh, funny guy. And then uh, I wrote down that the final four looked aggressively fine. The final four, of course, being uh, Great Okan, Taiji Shimori, Yo, and Toru Yano. Uh, that is not the sexiest of Final Fours for sure. But did you have any thoughts on the Rambo, Scotty? Uh, no. Negative. Okay, Zero. Absolutely none. Perfect. Uh, let's move on to the IWGP Junior Tag Team title match. Of course, this was between Catch-2-2 and the War Dogs, Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney. Uh, this was interesting one because, of course, we didn't just get a title change here with Catch-2-2 picking up the win. But we got a whole ass gimmick change from TJP. Obviously, the lead up to this match was a coffin match and and TJP getting quote unquote killed off. We all thought that there was a gimmick change. There was something coming. And what came out was the Aswang, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is a what was it? A Filipino 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 lore nightmare vampire werewolf character. Uh, what do you think about the junior tag team match? What do you think about TJP's new gimmick? I, I assume he's continuing it. I don't know. I convinced myself he was good friends with Bray Wyatt because the mask looked exactly like the Fiend. Like, yeah. almost exact. I, uh, I wrote down that it was an interesting combo of the Fiend and Great Muda. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I thought the match was pretty forgettable. Ooh. Ooh, and I know you're not a big Drill Maloney fan as well, so I... No, way. no, I am not. <laughs> um, 2-2's good, uh, but, like, I don't know. The match, I guess, did its job of, like, getting you into the show, but mm-hmm. um, it's t- it would be tied for my least forgettable match of the show, which is incredible because there was a match that House of Torture on here that at least I still remember. This, I don't remember a single move that happened. Yeah. No, I get that. It was it was an interesting match. I like it's an interesting match because it very much feels like late era Triple H NXT, where <laughs> I thought the entrance with TJP was baller. I thought it looked cool. I thought it was and a then, good good atmosphere. And then, you know, you get to the match, and of course, like any Wrestle Kingdom, you're expecting a very hot junior tag team match. And then it wasn't that hot. It was just like, all right. That you know, if anything, I wrote down that like match was good. Match was good to me, but sure. all but I did say that like his gimmick was a tad distracting from the whole. Yeah, thing. I get that. I get that. Um, I just I, I didn't get it. Like no, no, no. I I understand there's probably a character he wanted to play. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt like such a weird promotion to do it in. Yeah. Right. Like. I don't know if he was still doing like impact or something, it would make sense. 
Um, but it, it everything looked cool. I, I just wish like there was more of a tease and like saying what it was called at the press conference. And then we just kind of saw it. Um, because like I said, so it's, it's a weird thing to do in this company, but it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Well, I was I want to talk about that too. Cause it was like, it's not just like a weird thing to do in this company. Uh, I haven't watched his new year dash match yet. He was Did normal he- again. He was normal again. So, okay, there we go. It's a one-off. I think he had, like, red eyes or something. But Okay, then maybe not a one-off. That's not a full one-off, but he uh, got rid of the Fiend mask. Okay. Because what I was going to say, normal. if he was going to wrestle like that moving forward, it's not just that, like, like uh, the big picture, it's like, how does this work in this company? And it's like, well, the Great Muda was in this company. So I, it, there's an element of it can work. Um. But it's also like I was just thinking, it's like, how does it work within his own faction, like United Empire? Like, I understand that United Empire is probably not long for this world, but like, I was like, this just feel this. I was oh, I look at this, that man. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that steel cage match needs to be a d- unit disband match. Um, who knows? Who knows? But I was just watching it, and I was just like, this does not feel like. This doesn't feel like a United Empire thing. This honestly feels like this would fit better in like House of Torture. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't. I just don't know if it fit, uh, necessarily fit in New Japan, truthfully. Um, or I, you know, here's another thing. Maybe it would work better at a smaller show. Yeah, where like fair. fans can get a better look and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. like <laughs> there's twenty nine whatever fans that twenty nine thousand some fans, and like I don't know, it's hard to really understand what you're looking at there. Because I'm watching on TV, I'm like I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the next match then. The New Japan World TV title match. This was Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Saber Jr. With Tanahashi getting the win, getting the job done. And under nine minutes, uh, president of the universe, of course, getting it done uh, like he does. Uh, what did you think about this match, Scotty? This was like the shortest, really good wrestling match of the show. <laughs> it was like, oh, we're going to just pack in all of this stuff and we're going to make you wish this match was the full 15. Um, I think this is I think this title is perfect for Tanahashi right now and his current state in wrestling it's shorter matches uh he doesn't have to necessarily do all the high spots mm-hmm. he doesn't have to necessarily do all that because this match worked perfectly um i thought him and zach worked incredibly together which isn't really a shock um i just wish i had more time truthfully because it really felt like it was getting going and then it kind of just ended um which is an unfortunate end to zach's reign because of all the work he put in and how great he did i think as the first new japan world tv champion uh but my hope is zach is now going up the card right that that is what you would hope at this stage in the game and it seems like that's probably where he's going um i know he started it looks like uh tmdk will get a never uh uh, six man soon but i'm hoping it does mean he goes for the global world and so on down the line because he's very much ready and ready and capable of holding either one i think especially with how 
many of their international stars seem to be leaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hope, like we said, I hope this fully is a Zach losing up moment. Yeah. Uh, New Japan loves doing that. I want this to be, I, I said before that I thought Zach Sabre Jr. was the greatest champion of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his reign, I thought top down was fun to watch. Um, once he really figured out this year, he really figured out his heavyweight technical wrestling style. Um, and I think he really nailed it here. Uh, I think he had a great, fantastic technical match here with Tanahashi. Tanahashi, you know, for a fact, loves working this guy. Uh, that was, it was the first few that Zack Sabre Jr. had coming to the promotion. And yeah, I, I, it wasn't as good as for me as their rest of their rivalry. But it's another solid match in the in uh, looking up at cage match right now uh, in their 12 match history. I think it's another solid match. I mean, most of their matches, like you said, this being a little short, most of their matches are, I would say, on average 16, 17 minutes, if not yeah. a little bit longer on an average yeah, there. Yeah. The, sh- the shortest before this match being only 12 minutes. Um and that was in a G1 climax match uh, in 2020. So uh, they have great chemistry. Yeah, they've always had great chemistry. Chemistry. Tanahashi has always wanted to work this guy. Like I said, um, and yeah, I, I thought Zack Sabre Jr. did a really good job here, and Tanahashi gets the win. Um, like you said, I, it could be for eight minutes and 53 seconds. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you know, Agreed. like it hit his it hit his max potential. You give him another, I don't know eight minutes and 53 seconds after this and they might have one of the best shows on the card easily truthfully yeah yeah and i and it's like i want to see i really hope day for Tana. yeah i really hope zach saber jr gets gets moved up and like you said earlier i am fa- fascinated to see what tana's reign is going to look forward i think oh he's him winning a young guy very clearly <laughs> <laughs> uh, the young guy, of course, Taguchi. Uh, the next well, <laughs> skate Taguchi. Well, actually, actually, I, I forgot that dickhead showed up. Um, we'll get to those notes. He might not lose moment. to a young guy, actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. A part of me doesn't want him to lose for a little bit, especially don't knowing what's around. Stryker, I said that, by the way. <laughs> part of me doesn't want him. Want, doesn't want me to lose the title immediately. Right. Um, obviously. But another part of me is like, I, I'm fully thinking that based on what he said as president of wanting to have more title matches in these smaller places, now knowing he's the TV champion and he's going yeah. to be top well, he also he, beginning he, shows left and right. He also said that he's not going to be wrestling those shows per se. He said that he was going to be wrestling more in Tokyo, if I'm not mistaken, or from so am I swapping those in my head? I have no idea. I don't remember if I'm swapping. I feel like he didn't say I'm not going to wrestle in Tokyo. (laughs) It was well. It was either I'm not going to wrestle in Tokyo. I'm going to wrestle somewhere else because in Tokyo I want to focus more on being president. Or it was the opposite. Oh, maybe that that might be. And I don't I don't remember if it was the opposite. Um, You can wrestle both. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Tanahashi. Uh, You can't get him away from that ring. Uh, But yeah, I I I fully sort of expecting this idea. Assuming he's able, he's going to wrestle outside and do one of these tours. I expect him just going to be wrestling all the time, defending his title everywhere. Um, That wouldn't shock me. 
Um, let's move right along to Yuya Yomura defeats Yoda Suji in a singles match, 10 minutes and 57 seconds. Scotty, what do you think? How about that arm drag, man? Uh, this, was the, <laughs> this was the Yoda Suji show, <laughs> then Yuya Yomura won. <laughs> That's how I felt about this match. I thought Yuya looked good. I thought yeah. Yuya looked good. Like, he didn't look bad at all. Um, but it really did feel like the Suji show, and then Yuya just turned it on from the arm dragon on. Um, I only keep bringing up the arm drag because I've seen it posted like 150 times. I'm like, all right, it's an arm drag. Let's chill, please. Um, yeah, the guy posting. was working on his fundamentals. I'm going to start posting headlocks soon. Um, just see like, oh, look at that headlock, man. Ooh, look at that um, tight headlock. Oh, you can't it, Don't get me wrong. He does great arm drags. Great. Uh, the one that he hit on the spear was great. But I was yeah. like, this is this is what we picked from this match. Not like Suji like planting this guy's head in the ground seven times. Um, but you more winning is obviously huge and it kind of sets him up for something big. Um, I actually thought he was gonna challenge Naito right off the rip, just just send it, you know, kind of tease the rainmaker shock type thing. Mm-hmm. It, it you know, it's one of those things that you want to get risky with, like, oh, let's let's send him in there with Naito and see what happens. I wouldn't have obviously done the shock, but obviously it would have brought him up a little bit more in stature. I think it's very clear, like the standing of these four. Um, And I I know this has been a list like going around, like rank these six, you know, the six Japanese stars that are pretty great. Um, And no matter how you take it, Yoda and Umino are comfortably still ahead of these two. And I really felt that after this show, despite both of them being the losers of this show i was like shooter and shoda uh not shoda that's the same guy yoda suji um are so much further ahead yeah like they're so much further ahead but i hope you more can grow from this because he's still clearly very good i just think it's like more singles matches will do him better i don't i just don't think he's a tag guy like i just don't think that's his thing yeah he uh Yoda Suji, how do I how do I say this nicely? I feel like Yoda Suji is a little bit carried Yuyamura here. Uh wow. Yuyamura was good. Um, I think he was very good, but like in a match terrifying where like, to have your first singles match back at Wrestle Kingdom. I'll give him that. Sure. You know, he, and looked, I think, he looked a little worried. I exactly. Yeah. I think he looked worried. I think um in a match where you're constantly putting over a guy's fundamentals and everything, it's like Great. I'm glad he has good fundamentals. I want to see a great wrestler. And and the other side of the ring, I saw a great wrestler. Um you more, I think it's that guy lost, bud. <laughs> great point. It totally <laughs> makes sense that Yu Yamora gets a win. Uh, yeah. because he Suji always loses. Yeah. Totally. Suji number one, Suji big always match, loses. Big match, big match, Suji always loses. Always loses, still over. Uh, and then uh, hey, you I watched I watched Shooter get pinned by House of Torture like seven straight shows, and he's still over. So it's like these two are just like unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. And then you Amora uh obviously needs something right now. So yeah, maybe like I don't know sense. more moves. That'd be pretty cool. He's he's still working on those fundamentals. Uh, you would think that he would have mastered the fundamentals uh, in Young Lion training, but apparently he, he did it in TNA. When he adds more moves, right, I think he's going to be fantastic. But for now, arm drag. Thank you. Thank you. 
Like, yeah. It's just sort of frustrating being like <laughs> the, I don't the, care. the Suji fan, and you're watching him get pinned in the middle of the ring. By a guy that's like, oh man, he really worked on his fundamentals. It's like good, good, good. Everyone should be working on the fundamentals. But like, let's move on from that. He he should have mastered it by now. I do it was, find it funny. Young that Lion it, it was, was one young lion yeah. training was working on the fundamentals. Going to TNA was to try to become a better wrestler. Now we're like, oh, he still worked on his fundamentals. Is well, he would still you rather him? Okay, yet? okay. Let's be fair to him. He was paired with Joe Hendry. <laughs> that's my, that's my point. <laughs> Not his fault. <laughs> Not his fault. TNA is like, this is the spot for him. This is the spot, Joe Hendry, baby. Oh man, oh man. The Joe Hendry stands are going to come. I, I walked away from these All two, two matches in a row, right? And I was like, if Shooter and Suji aren't in the top three match next year then this company failed itself because like i one of the things i was paying attention to throughout the show more than anything like yeah the matches whatever who's over who who do the fans want to see and it was so apparent who's over and it was those two uh which is good because you know they're kind of very important for their future um those those two being suji and shooter yeah 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 um not not uh you were more yet and uh render is i guess technically over as a heel they hate him um sure. this guy to hit a bella buster for his finisher are you kidding me kill uh, you're killing me um i think i think after this match until like hiromu and despy the main person that was over was like shooter mm-hmm. and then it kind of was like shingo's over but it's like you know, we we know who he is. Um, yeah, but whatever, we can move on. Uh, next match, we kind of already talked about a little bit, but hinted to it. Uh, Shota Umino and Kaito Kiyomiya losing to House of Torture, Evil, and Renarita oh, in pain. seven minutes and six seconds. This was an angle. This wasn't this a match. Was, this was an angle. This was Shooter riding out on a bike, and then yeah, like, baby. He, I I wrote down he looked terrified on that bike. Oh yeah, sure did. Sure you look like he was gonna like were very worried. He was well, what get- matters <laughs> is he looked cool. And that's I don't my know. guy. <laughs> I don't no, he looked cool. Looking- Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I don't think a guy looking terrified can also look cool. He looked that. He didn't look that terrified for me. He just looked like he was very determined on not hitting anything. <laughs> Which <laughs> hey, I get it. Um, I thought I thought him and Kaito were like I, I said this when I was watching the show. I was like, you know. It'll never happen, but if they really wanted to, these two would be like maybe the best tag team in the world if they just <laughs> stayed together. And then you know they lost, um, but that was expected. I actually never expected them to win. So because yeah. the the story is continuing, Shooter's story with Ren Narita, and that's Ren Narita kind of cheating and getting getting ahead. I just here's the thing: I need Shooter to win this feud, which I think ultimately will happen because he'll get his comeuppance and he'll move on. And I need Shooter and Yoda Suji to, you know, do things after all this. Yeah. Uh, I, I I almost don't even, I like these two matches, like I don't even care. I was more entertained by this match than I was the tag title matches. Was that like, because there was heat to these. The other, mm-hmm. the other, the tag title matches had nothing. It was like, you, you, you could hear yeah. like, a pin drop 
Sure. Yeah. I can, and I can I'm looking for crowd. I'm looking for reaction. Like, is this a fundamentally good match? No, I don't care. It, it was an angle. It was a fight. Um, and that's all I was looking for. And if, if it, if it helps shooter get over, if it helps Narita get over as a heel, they did their job. Like this wasn't their stop necessarily right they weren't going one-on-one this was to continue towards the new uh new beginning shows rather than give them their shot to do what yuya and suji did which i'm okay with because they would have just got six seven minutes and been whatever instead this way you kind of can get ren narita the win without making shooter look bad in the process um evil's an absolute prick and kaito kiyomiya is great and deserves better yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, my big notes here were that it was a classic house of torture match in the sense that it was hand waveable. Uh, the formula only works with certain amount of people. And I don't think it necessarily works if shooter and Kaito, um, never helps when they're not winning. No, like this, no, no, no. this like I said, this was an angle cause an, an, a great house of torture match there. Those they do exist. Things. We talk, we say on the show all the time, they exist. That is to get the person the win, right? Or yeah. whoever the win. And that was not the goal of this match. I think when we get to the shooter Narita match, that is their chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of when that is happening, I guess. Yeah, because um, uh, I need these new beginning cards to come out, which I think we might have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I think the first new beginning is January 20th, I believe, was the first yeah. one. Sounds right. Uh yeah, I imagine we might get that post Battle in the Valley. That'd be my yeah, assumption. Probably. Which uh, next match with Fred Roster and Jacob Fatu. <laughs> uh, next match, never open weight title match. Tamatonga defeats Shingo Takagi. This match ruled. I love this match. This match was so great. This was as good, if not better. I would say it's certainly as good as the Ishii. Uh, Masaki Amiya match from Noah New Year. I love this match. I was shocked. Tama Tonga was very good in this match. I thought Shingo is Shingo, so you you know you're always expecting a great match out of him. Uh, but I thought you know you know for Tama Tonga, his 2023 littered with hits and misses in his match quality. I thought here he really stepped up. He looked like a new guy, and I thought he nailed it. Uh, and then he announced, "Oh, this is my last month in New Japan, Bastard. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, lose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave in uh, in a month to work in America." So, uh, thoughts on the match? I guess thoughts about Tomatonga's um, future. One, one. This is completely not answering what you just said. They put Fantastic Fantastic Mania in the middle of the New Beginning store, so like it starts February twelfth, which is exciting, obviously, and then, and then. At the end of it is the new beginning in Sapporo for two days. Just want to point that out because um, I was because I was going through to see how long the new beginnings tour was, and it's just like Fantastic Mania. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to complain. That was my one of my favorite tours of last year, uh, yeah. but I was not expecting that. Uh, but this this match, um, I was talking to a listener of this show, and mm-hmm. I said in full confidence, I know how Ryan works. I know one, he's gonna love this match because he's a Tamatonga maniac. Two, two, I know he's gonna like this match more than Okada and Danielson because this is how Ryan works. And three, I was right. 
Anyways, Spoiler, um, spoilers for the Okada dance in the preview. Uh, well, I think I know. liked it. This I think I let me look at my match rating. I think I gave it the same rating, which will shock. Either people. way, that's enough for me. I I just knew you were gonna like this match to a really like amount of another match uh, well, that I, like people, everyone, everyone liked this match. To be fair, I'm not saying this is like a crazy thing. This was really good. Shingo was. Shingo proved to me again that he should not be this low on the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like top 10 wrestler of the world comfortably. And yeah. he just continuously is doing these weird ass random matches for this company. The only good thing, right, is that over the next week, he is going back to Dragon Gate to fight Misaki Mochizuki in Mochizuki's anniversary match. That should be great. And then he's fighting John Moxley at battle in the valley so that like good no that's DQ good match. that's yeah that's weird i don't i don't, I don't but that's i fair. get it because yeah you, you have okada and osprey in the main event it's like okay we can we can change it up sure. um but it's like let this guy just do things please that yeah. was my biggest thing in this match i was like not only did he lose yeah he lost to a guy that's leaving well and it, now and they it's have also like you don't have any expectation of this match being a losing up for Shingo. Like right. Jackson Jr. feels like, oh, that might be a losing yeah. up. Here it's he like Tanahashi. It's like maybe it's like, okay, maybe he loses up to the global heavyweight, and then, yeah. and then Dolph Ziggler comes out. You're like, well, never mind then. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, no. We'll get to Dolph. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. We'll get to Dolph Ziggler. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I felt. That's like the, this guy should be so much higher up the card than he is. Yeah, and I it uh, don't the get me wrong. He it. going from Rambo to the main card this year was a good good <laughs> step up. But two years ago he was in the main event of night one, so uh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, but he he was excellent. I thought Tonga was very good. But you know Tonga, buddy, listen, you can't be winning titles and be like, oh yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> I was like, you can't you can't be doing that. That's absolute shit to the company that has given you everything for years like I, I if you just decided because you're like oh you know what i'm never topping this match great sure you're probably right buddy but like man that's tough that's so tough that's so tough on new japan and i think based off of what happened they they just pivoted evil from the naito first challenge to the never because they were like uh we gotta get that belt back and yeah. uh Evil actually had a great problem. He's like, just can you just leave now? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was great. But this match was great. Uh, Deserves deserves all the credit that it's getting. And uh, it was a Shingo Takagi. um, I think it was a Shingo Takagi delivery more than anything else. What's he made it great? Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll give Tama a little praise here. Well, Tama Tama had to play to Shingo's match. If they played to Tama's match, a.k.a. the 20-minute draw in the G1, it would not have been the same. I I like this match more than their... uh, Everything. I I was going to say, whatever the show last year when Shingo won the title. Oh, yeah. Um, Whatever that match was. One of the US shows. Yeah. Yeah, I like this match more than that. I thought Thomas stepped up a lot more here, and I think the and I think you like you said the Thomas special of it being a twenty minute uh, pace, uh, it being sub fifteen minutes helps, like helps Tama out a lot actually. Felt like a never open weight match. Yeah, it which <laughs> doesn't happen much. 
Tomatonga is weirdly doing the Michael Oku gimmick where he's slowing down the matches and slowing down the crowd and everything to try to yeah, show that he's that. he controls it. Yeah. Cut that out. Cut out you cut out five minutes of the match and you get a way cut better performance from Tomatonga. Out. Uh yeah, it's uh it's fine. And then uh we'll get a full house of torture. Uh match that's fine. With, I don't care. With evil and Tomatonga. Whatever uh, gets the title obviously back to new japan because they can't lose another belt for time because someone's not showing up where do we think tomatonga is going he's talking about end of january he is going back to america there are wwe aew tna um ml dub maybe he's an ml dub stand maybe he's going to billy corgan's i will greatly question aew if they sign him yeah, I don't, I don't think it's negative good. sense for what they do. Absolutely negative. He Unless is, he's like joining Bullet Club Gold because Juice Robinson's out, which it makes no, ne- no, it's not happening. It makes negative sense. That won't even make any sense because if I'm not mistaken, Jay White was the guy that kicked him out. That was my <laughs> exactly. That was, that was my point. Won't uh, no, I, I'm TNA's the favorite in the clubhouse for me, mm-hmm. uh, but WWE has. Obviously, had interest in him for a long time, so yeah, wouldn't shock me. I, I look at Tamatanga and I see a 41 year old mid Carter, right? I think that's fair. To, that's sure I don't think that's, I'm not disparaging against him. The guy is a never open weight champion. I don't think I'm disparaging you uh, saying he's a mid Carter. He is not a world, cha- he might be a world champion at TNA, <laughs> yeah. But I see a 41-year-old Min Carter, and I look around at the American landscape of wrestling and say, who else has a bunch of 40-plus-year-old Min Carters? And I see WWE, and I think that's the spot for Tom Watonga. Um, I don't know what kind of spot. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's going to join the OC. Hey, yeah. they're, in, they're currently in a storyline where AJ Styles is leaving the OC, so maybe bringing in Tom Watonga will uh, work Maybe. There. Maybe being no realer than Gorilla will do them a lot of good. But that's the only see. That's the only sad part about this. He won't have the one thing that makes him cool, and that's the entrance song. They have to. They have to bring the entrance wherever they can't bring the entrance. Well, at TNA and AEW they could, but not WWE. WWE is going to give him like generic. Da 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 da. It's gonna be like gorilla. <laughs> no, he'll just have the OC music. That sounds pretty close, actually. Uh, I guess the other question is here as well: is not only where is Tama Tonga going, but is Tonga Loa going with him? I guess that's also another question. Um, Brother, Tonga Loa is not going anywhere, but that's what it looks like. Uh, that guy is having a rough time. Um, but I, it's just a question to bring up. Crazy, it, it's crazy to just Tama Tonga or God. They say, hey, bud, you can come back for the G1, and then we're never going to use you again. Oh, okay. He, he got used again once. Yeah, against David Finley. Let's not bring what, that up right now. Was it David Where, Finley or was it Chase Owen? It was both. Um, considering who's champion right now, let's not bring it up. That's fair. IWGP tag team title and New Japan strong oh, open weight tag team title match. God. Gorillas of Destiny, speaking of, Gorillas of Destiny 2.0, Phantasma and Hikaleo win and defeat Bishimon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi to become the dual New Japan Strong and IWGP Tag Team Champions. This match was so boring. It was so boring. Like, this was my least favorite match of the show. It really? was 
It was so boring. I could not get into it for the life of me. I was like, I'm watching this. Obviously, I'm this was not when I was tired yet. So I was like, I'm fully locked in. This is going to be a shorter version of their 40-minute triathlon that they had in the World Tag League finals. And it just it 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 was just there. It it just existed. And I watched it. And I was like, I know who's winning because the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles never get defended at this stupid show successfully. Not the show is not stupid, but I'm just angry about the titles never getting defended. Um, and now the titles are back on one tag team and they're not combined and they're both they're defending both of them in different ways. And I'm like, what is the point of this? Why do we keep doing this? I don't get it. It feels like New Japan wants to combine these titles, but they, they also just don't. don't. <laughs> I think they brown. We, you know what? They, we can blame the uh, the the Continental Classic Crown Jewel, uh, Triple Crown, whatever the hell we're calling it these days. Since we change the name every day, I saw that uh, on the Eddie Kingston Gabe Kid graphic. It says AEW Triple Crown Championship, really? which is I... hilarious. No one knows because on Dynamite this past week, they had that eliminator for the uh, collision match against Kingston. And it was like, oh, if Vikingo wins, he gets another three belts. I was like, wait, so for the three belts or if it's just what he's doing is he's only defending the strong, but it's titled AEW Triple Crown Championship on the graphic. Yes, I'm looking at it now. AEW Continental Crown. If you look at it, the strong title is the only one in the. Man, no uh, one knows. No one, no, no, no one is sure what is happening with this title. <laughs> what this means? What what happens? I didn't see Collision. Have you? Did you see Collision last night? Yeah, I did. Did when they had the Trent Beretta match? Yeah. What titles did they hold up as defended? Uh, the crown. The one, the one crown yeah. title, not all three. Yeah, I believe it was just the crown. But Eddie does carry all three. Interesting. Yeah. No one has any clue what's going on here. <laughs> not even commentary, not Eddie, not, not the match itself. Here, not here the involved in this match title. This isn't even a hot take. You want to hear a take? Sure. AEW needs to get rid of a title so badly because none of them make sense. They're all serving the same purpose at this point, right? If the international title was an international title, that'd be fine, but it's not. Instead, it's it's a Orange Cassidy snooze fest most weeks. TNT title, it's Christian Cage holding it, right? Like, that's all we're doing. Yes? Yes? You can yeah, confirm? Yeah, yeah. Christian Cage is great, so it's fine. Like, whatever. But that's your mid-card title to me. That is that has been the mid card title. It's still the mid card title. And yep. then there's this thing that no one knows what it's doing. It has a world title connected to it. It has a strong open weight New Japan's U.S. expansion title connected to it, and whatever the hell the actual belt is. Which what are we doing? Which is either defended along with the three or a separate belt that's its own thing. <laughs> I agree, Kai. I am so glad Deanna joined AEW as well. I think she's great. I think she's great. Um, and if they at, this brings this brings up a good point. It seems like AEW is doing a lot of tag teams lately in the women's division. Mm-hmm. They better not even think about it. They're, they're already even talking about it. They're already think thinking about it. it. 
Tony Khan has already mentioned it out loud. I would love to have him. Don't. 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 We got Mariah May and Tony Storm. We got... uh, I I understand who we have. We have Mercedes Martinez and We have Mercedes... Listen, 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 listen. I mean, Mercedes Monet is coming into the company, presumably, and she we know for a fact she loves women's tag team titles. Oh, yeah. She doesn't leave companies over them or anything. <laughs> uh, whatever. I just, like, I don't get what, how did we go? And this was a great point made by Meltzer this week, actually. He said, he said, this company went from being, all right, it's all about the world title, the tag titles, and the women's title, to let's have all the titles. Why? How did I even get here? What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about the New Japan Strong IWGP Tag Team Title Match at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, that's fitting. Okay, it wasn't that crazy to get here. I guess it's the New, it's the New Japan Strong. Of yeah, it all. yeah. It's, we're adding titles without connecting the titles when everyone feels like, why not? Yeah. Why not As someone that has had to deal with the Strong Women's Title for months, they can get rid of all the Strong Titles. As far as I'm concerned, I don't want them back. I don't want them here anymore. And we're nearing a time where the Strong Women's Title sure sounds like it's either disappearing or something because oh boy i'm i'm frustrated it's I'm not frustrated. long for this world i i i i think the title is actually not going to go anywhere but i really wish it would i guess we'll uh, see. it's just guess it's we'll just see. too much for no reason i w- iwgp <clears throat> iwgp junior heavyweight title match el desperado gets the win by defeating hiromu takahashi <laughs> The best junior in the world's finally champion again, baby. Uh, this was good. They can't have a bad match. It was good. No, uh, they certainly can ha- cannot have a bad match. I thought they were very good here. Uh, they just, I, thought- uh, I feel like they didn't have the legs to go like to a great match like they've had. I feel like like time and so so they more. F- you know what they did? Crazy thought. They made it feel like a junior match that you would put on like any other show like in the middle of the card if that makes sense like high you know kind of flying and stuff like that they knew their spot and i thought they did a good job making sure um they put on a good little match there shout out despy hiromu wasn't wearing white in this match um yeah the match itself was wearing the stupid shorts though and i hate those things Oh, yeah, the little like his when he shows up in those shorts, I'm like, oh, this match is gonna be worse. He's wearing his little capris. Yeah, yeah, uh, I wrote down my notes. Uh, Despi and Hiromu are good at wrestling, and the match is really good. What do you want from me? (laughs) That's a very fair note. It's it is a uh, this was a very good match. Oh man, (laughs) what could it it, It be? A very good match that I don't know. Despero absolutely destroyed Hiromu with that J driller. Like, yeah. that looked nasty. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Okay. But yeah, really good match. That again, no complaints here. Yeah. I if I if I had to give one disparaging no, you thing, don't have to. You don't have to. I don't have like, to. The like only thing is, you it's okay not to. That's fair. The only thing I was going to say was it's not the best match in the rivalry again. Oh no, 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 no. Of course not. I, I thought it was better it was than uh the Wrestle Kingdom match they had a few years ago. That's true. That's true. Um, and yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, where's Hiromu and El Despi go next here? El Despi, I don't, I never hear like Despi, I only hear Despi or El Desperado. I like combining them. That's I like El Despi. Uh, El Desperado is fighting Kanemaru. 
Okay. That, obviously, I mean, that should be good. I think, honestly, that should be good. Yeah. Kanemaru had a great match with Hiromu last year. People don't talk about it enough. I mean, I don't know why you talk about it because it's like such a random thing to bring up, but I thought that match was really good. And Desperado and Kanemaru have the history. So. Kanemaru uh, secretly good. Secretly good, Kanemaru. Well, um, he, he was very good for like a long time in his career, and then he came to New Japan and like took a back seat to a lot of things. But yeah. That's true. Um, what was someone... I think someone online said that uh, Tony Nice is the American Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Someone's <laughs> gonna think that's disrespectful. And that's I think it was about Tony Nice. That's probably me. Uh, IWGP GHC three way match. Uh, of course, this is David Finley versus Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Ospreay leaving the company. Moxley uh, in AEW, so of course he can't lose. Uh, so of course David uh, Finley picks up the win and becomes the inaugural GHC uh global heavyweight title holder um i couldn't really fit that one in there there. yeah yeah yeah. uh dude finley gets the win Uh, i should say that we didn't talk about it here but uh, i guess we'll talk about it post-match here uh also involving in this sort of match in the post-match angle here uh dolph ziggler former dolph ziggler nick nemeth and ryan nemeth show up uh, right before the tag match uh that we just talked about swerve us all they yeah i wonder if it's a swerve but also maybe they go do a challenge at some point no, down no, the line okay. i guess we'll see but no, uh okay. and then they eventually do a post-match angle with ziggler and finley here uh but what do you think about the match scotty because you and i have differing opinions on this match well i know it's your favorite match of the year so so uh, far sure it's only, it's only january 7th it's been I good i thought it was very good um mm-hmm. i thought there was a lot to like about it I thought John Moxley was the MVP of the match. I thought he was just absolutely fantastic. I can't stress this enough. Death Rider John Moxley, aka New Japan John Moxley, is so much better than AEW John Moxley. And this isn't me being like a oh, you know, people make the jokes of oh, it's better because it was in the Tokyo Dome. He just fits so perfectly in New Japan. He does. Like, his entire vibe, he looks like he cares more. I'm not saying he doesn't care in AEW. I just think he cares more in New Japan. I think he loves being there. If Tony Khan didn't need him to save him every five minutes, he would probably have more New uh, probably probably more Japan dates. I know he does every U.S. New Japan show. Like, I think that's true. And listen, I'm not that wasn't me fully blaming Tony Khan. There's just been times that John Moxley has had to save AEW many, many it's times. Not, it's not, a, it's not Tony Khan's fault per se. It's uh, the well, things surrounding yeah, Tony Khan. CM Punk might have been Tony Khan's fault. Um, <laughs> you know, just saying, just saying. Uh, but I, I think he fits so well in here. I want him involved in as many New Japan shows as possible moving forward. I think he does too. Like he's not going to do the house shows. He's not going to do the the tours. But he might do. He might come in and do some, their big shows for now on. I think that's his goal. I wonder, like to that point, I wonder what a world would have looked like. If AW wasn't around and John Moxley was absolutely eaten up in New Japan, he'd be because world he, champion. Because he he would have gone straight to New Japan probably still. I mean, that's pretty much what he did. Uh, AW didn't, it was kind of existing, kind of not at the time he entered the company, and then he went to New Japan G1 Climax. 
he yeah. probably would have stayed in New Japan for however long, and then probably been a ha- champion, heavyweight champion at some point. I don't know when. We, we don't know. We, you know, the wrestling world doesn't talk enough about how great John Moxley was in the trunks. That was that was his perfect look. I loved everything about that. He looked badass. He looked na- like he looked grizzled and nasty. I don't know. It was just something so great about that whole combo. Um, yeah. And he yeah. was great in this match. I should, I feel like I should get back to the match itself. Um, Dave Finley did a good job. Osprey did a good job. But where we differentiate, most importantly, is when those dogs showed up. When Gabe <laughs> Kidd and Alex Coughlin showed up, I was just like, I'm done. And I rewatched it. I rewatched it. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be fair. I'm going to rewatch it when I'm not exhausted. I'm going to see how I feel. It still pissed me off because <laughs> I was so into it. I, I was going, like, right, here we go. Here we go. And then they just come in. And I'm like, because here's my point. If you were going to come into this match, why didn't you just do it at the beginning when John Moxley and Will Ospreay said, hey, we're going to kick your ass for five minutes. Yeah, I, I will say. I. Sorry, I was reading the comment. Uh, and I missed your question there, yeah, but uh, I, I was reading a comment. Uh, I will say that I, I feel like the War Dogs' involvement in this year match was a, a plot hole because it's like, why, why did they not come in earlier in this match? Why did they come in so late? It, you know, the, the whole conceit of the match itself was, <sighs> and it, this is my big gripe with the match, right? And I loved it. Um, match of the year. It's my current match of the year, if you can believe it. And knowing how you rate, it's probably going to be match of the year for most of the year. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I had to make the joke. Just because of the Jay White Okada one for that. (laughs) (laughs) But the the whole conceit of this idea of the match was that Moxley and Osprey have this sort of truce going into the match, right? This five-minute truce or whatever. Confirmed seemingly david not even seemingly david finley knows this he knows this because it happened right in front of him yet he chooses to not have the war dogs involvement immediately chooses seemingly to eat shit for five minutes straight go (laughs) through a table go through a table continue uh, to eat shit and then 10 minutes later when he's bleeding and everything and uh all, all this stuff uh then have the war dogs come out when he just can't get the win. Uh, mm-hmm. Fascinating plot hole that doesn't make any sense that raises more questions. But yeah, no, I mean, I get fully that the war dogs don't make any sense. I don't like, I don't think it makes sense. The point they came in a match. If, if they came in, I will say this. If they came in at the very beginning and were involved in the very beginning, and then he took them out and then the rest of the match happened as just this normal three way. I think the match would have been better, more logical making sense. I think it, but I also think that it would almost have more of a house of torture element if they were just involved immediately. So See, maybe I there's just, that. I just said it the whole when they came in. I, I that's exactly what I thought, anyways. And that's fair. And that's fair. It ha- having house of torture and the war dogs acting this way in the same company doesn't work. One of these teams has to become more tweener. One of these teams they are the same faction, technically. Yeah, our House of Torture is still Bullet Club. They don't even reference Bullet Club anymore. I don't know, actually. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, though, uh, despite that, um, I think their involvement makes sense. It's just the plot hole of when they came in. And I will say Osprey doing a swanton to both of them and then 
Alex Coughlin just getting caught in the table like he's in a bathtub. Uh, I yeah. thought was a hilarious visual uh, and ruled, and I was like, "Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It was fine. This that was, was a funny uh, visual." Very. Uh, this is gonna sound bad when I say it, but this was like probably like early 2010s, late 2010s, maybe like indie type three way, like oh, just good. Well, like a lot, a high pace. Everyone's doing something at once. Which are a the lot three of ways you know I love. A lot, lot of big kickouts. I think one of my other critiques was like there was a little bit too much no selling. That's like fair. there was a lot that. of that in this match. And I was I like, that. I know that's Moxley's thing, and I usually don't care, but I felt like everyone did it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, weird. I, the one that got me was when um, Moxley hit the Death Rider and then Osprey hit the hidden blade out of it. Yes, like, oh, that that well, that spot is a continuation of spots that they did at Windy City Riot at whatever the other match they had the four way or whatever. Osprey spot, to be fair, he gets hit with a big move and then does that. Yes, um, and the the spot has always been, I, I believe that match that spot specifically was a finish to one of the matches that they've had previously, uh, and then the addition that they added on top of it was because there was a third person they had Finley throw Osprey out and go for a pinfall. Um, which is a very, very 2.9 E pin. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill i enjoyed it he's your wrestler of the year right now i actually i think my wrestler of the year is shuri right now if you can (laughs) (laughs) nice i'll I'll double check that but if i'm not mistaken uh i'm the year uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that spot because it's a spot. It, it was more of a callback than anything new. And sometimes that spot leads to the finish of uh, Moxley breaking out of the Stormbreaker and then hitting the his DDT getting the win. Sometimes it's DDT and then Osprey gets up and hits the Hidden Blade and gets the win. Here was Hidden Blade, then Finley throws him out. It's, it was a previous finish of other matches, so I was okay with it. But I get what you're saying. I think for me, it's just I completely get what you're saying. It was the icing on top of all the other no cells. (laughs) That's fair. Really. I Um, think I for me, it's like I get what you're saying. I share some of those. I still thought the match was great. Like I'm not not sitting here. I just didn't have it nearly as high as you, which you know we'll talk about the next match. And And I think it's fully because I share those those cons that you have. They just didn't bother me as much. Yeah. The, clearly, I think it's, that comes down. <laughs> I, yeah, I I love you know me. I love yeah. fast pace three way action. This was this was twenty two minutes. It didn't feel like twenty two minutes. Uh, everyone felt like they were involved constantly, and they weren't like one on one matches. You, and and when it was a one on one match between Osprey and Moxley, it made sense within the match because hey, yeah. we just beat the shit out of David Finley for five minutes straight. So that all that stuff made sense to me, and I enjoyed that logic there are the logic plot holes of the war dogs there's the over uh, underselling i get but uh it didn't bother me as much as you which is okay uh come down is it is it okay 
Yeah, it's preference, baby. That's what it comes down. Not okay. It's bothering me now. Kazuchika Okada defeats Brian Danielson in 23 minutes and 24 seconds. Um, Scotty, I'll give you the floor. Well, Ryan hated this match. I did not hate You should it. go first. Okay, go. I'll go first. I thought this match um, was slightly disappointing. I liked the Forbidden Door match more. Which is crazy. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a freakazoid. I don't know. Who knows? Um, wow. I, I, think, I, I think one of the things that you know about me and my wrestling enjoyment is my level of expectation going into a match and whether or not that gets met. Right. Right. That, well, that's, that's why I'm shocked because my level of expectation for the first match is so much higher and it missed so much more. Yeah. And, and I think, and me, I don't know what my level of expectation was at the time. I don't recall, but and I didn't think this one missed for my expectation. I just want, I think I want to, I want to say it met my expectations last year, or is this one was a little bit under, I, you know, for example, like Tomatonga versus Shingo, I had like almost no expectations and that I thought was great in the moment because it super exceeded my expectations. It was un- unbelievably better than what I thought it would be. Um, just as an example uh, here, I think it was not quite exactly what I wanted and still a great match not to take anything away. Still a great match. That, that moment of Okada going for his classic dome dive to Brian Danson, Danson counters into a flying knee ruled that let that slap or pop or break or whatever it was of, of a rib cracking sound nasty as all hell. Um, the thing that was missing for me was the build up to this match made it sound like it was going to be a blood feud revenge match, especially from Brian Danielson's side that, Oh, I'm going to break your arm. I'm going to uh, go. And that's what he tried to do. And not to say that he didn't try. I'm not saying he didn't try to do that. I'm saying that everything that he did to get to that point, I felt that it wasn't enough fully for me to buy into it. Uh, I wasn't quite there. Um, Not to say that he wasn't doing these things, not to say that he didn't do them well. I think he did all these things well. I thought the match was still great. I just wasn't fully as... I was walking in expecting a blood feud and I didn't walk away from this match feeling satiated in that blood feud. I walked away being like, that was a great match, but it wasn't like uh, we didn't resolve. I feel like the exact moment. Um, Maybe it was Okada selling of his broken arm, quote unquote, that didn't quite get me there. I don't know what it was, but it's crazy because that's what everyone's praising. I know. I I wasn't fully into it. Maybe, to be fair, maybe I need to watch the match again. Maybe I missed something and I wasn't paying attention. I don't know what it was, but I I wasn't fully, fully there as to everybody else. And that's fine. I think it's fine. I'm, I, I, I understand, folks, that I'm the low man on the totem pole here by giving this match four stars. I understand. Low man here. The uh, funny, the funny part of this, right, is that I'm not even like the high man. I'm, I like if you weren't so low, I would Dave's, be the low man. Dave's the high man at five and a quarter. I saw that and I was like, no, not at five and a quarter. Um, I thought he was gonna give it five. Mm-hmm. I expected five. Um, so I thought this match was great. I did. I thought Danielson's destruction of Okada turning into Okada, you know getting pissed off and beating him up and going for his eye. Like, I thought that was all great. I thought Okada was a great seller in this match. My 
main reason that I don't have it where everyone else does is that I thought the ending was very sudden. Yeah. Like very sudden. And that yeah. was like my biggest thing. Cause I, re- so I rewatched this cause again, I watched this originally live and I was exhausted and I was like, is there a reason I'm not at the full, like five feeling like other people. So, you know, I gave it another shot. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. And I forgot when it ended. So when it ended again, I just was like left. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Like, I I just feel like. And I think that's where it was for me, too, was like I walked away not feeling satisfied. I think it was an unsatisfying ending. I just just liked the obviously the rest of it more. But uh, I liked Okada selling. I thought he was great. Um, Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like. And I thought Danielson was obviously great. Um, yeah. But in, in the end, my biggest thing was, like, I wanted him to kick out of a Rainmaker. Like, I want him yeah. to kick out of that Rainmaker. I, I, wanted arm, him, I wanted Okada to hit a weak-ass right arm a Rainmaker. Yeah, like and then Danielson to kick out of it. Like, yeah. I wanted I – wanted, so what I wanted was, like, them to trade those back and forth. And I, I just feel like the closing stretch that I had in my mind didn't – happen yeah and like i thought there was a great like i thought they were starting it and then it just ended yeah you know i, I think I, it I think also of it. i said blood feud and you know whatever maybe it's a more one-sided blood feud from danielson if the match had like i forget what continental classic match it was but it was the one maybe it was like andrade or something where he rips off the yeah, yeah, yeah. the the eye the, the tracy williams eye sling uh, off of Brian Danielson, and there was a bunch of blood underneath it. If yeah. if if that moment also happened here, I would have loved the match more. It just right. you know I like I saw that visual yeah. earlier in a better in a better way. Yeah. Um, it, admittedly, in an Okada match, I was never expecting blood. So and that's fair. Uh, and that's yeah, fair. And, like, and maybe I shouldn't have. But that's the thing. Maybe I shouldn't have these expectations. But yeah, that's the it depends on the spot. Like if it was Danielson versus like someone else. Sure. sure, but it's like Tokata and Wrestle Kingdom. I highly doubt, especially because Moxley bled like a fish before that. <laughs> um, so I was like, they're not going back to back. Uh, I I do get it because like I was thinking like, oh, you know what would like probably bring this to the ultimate level if there was just a little blood. Like I wasn't looking for like I wasn't looking for a gusher. I wasn't looking for a crimson mask. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying literally just yeah. That's all like, I want again. But I get why they did it. My bigger thing was the the closing stretch. But I also get why people have this as their no doubt unquestioned match of the year. All time classic. I'm hearing. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I. I. I I, I think, do disagree. I should say. I, 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 I get. Ma- I get match of the year for people. I. I don't. I think the thing is they definitely have a better match in them still. Like, yeah. and I think some other people took that. I did see some people take that away with them. I still think it was great. Which I, if I recall, that's what we said about the forbidden door match. That, yeah. That we both I, I've went up every time. Yeah. I, was, because that was I, a great match, but it did, there's right. a better match. I rewatched the forbidden door match and it, it did not hold up like I hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, because I kind of wanted to see like, where am I at going into this? So, yeah. That helped, I think, more than anything. Uh, but I still think they have another 30. This match only went 22 minutes. Uh, it went 23-24. It's one of those times I wanted a match to go longer. Yeah. I wanted more five more minutes. Yeah. I really wanted five more minutes, but it was still great. Anyone listening to this may think I'm like 
crazy. I'm not like <laughs> you're, you're the one. What was your star I, rating to be to four be and a half? Yeah, you went four and a half. I'm four, so I think it was my favorite doing, match of the show. People are gonna think I'm crazy to be fair. Like it was in order: this uh, Naito Sonata, and then the three way. Yeah. Um, four, so it was four and a half, four and three, a quarter, and then four. I think I said yeah. four and a half for Naito and Sonata earlier. I, I was wrong. I, I my bad. Um, but overall, like that's how I felt about it. And I, and I think anyone that has it as five, I get it. Like, especially if you're a big fan of these, I am a big fan of these two. But like, if you went into this and you had expectations set. At a certain way and it delivered and absolutely i just i just really wanted more at the end and going back to that sort of expectations t- dialogue the idea of like you and i walking away from from forbidden door being like that was a great match there's a better match in them going in here i'm expecting the better match i'm expecting you know, maybe that little bit of blood on his brow. I'm expecting sort of the, I'm going to hit the Rainmaker, but because it's so weak of all the arm damage, sure. Danielson's going to kick out. I'm expecting there was these all sort of bits, you know, all the spots yeah. that you can think of in your head. And then when you get those, you get the sudden ending and everything. It, because of I had a slightly higher expectation, it hits lower because it didn't hit that, hit that expectation for me. And I get it. That's a personal thing. People can love this match. People can say all-time I classic. I thought it was great. That's my funny thing. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm still saying it was a great like, match. Like, it's, it's like the way this conversation is going is making us sound like we look like three. <laughs> I, gave, I, gave, I gave this match two yeah. stars. Go back to the dojo, Okada. Start over. Uh, no, I mean, it's, I'm still saying it's a great match. It's just like when I think of all-time classic, I think of Omega and Okada, and this was an Omega Okada for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I think it's fair to I think it's fair for me to say that. Yeah, um, and because it's fair for me to say that because it's my personal opinion, and you can't change it, Mother Trucker. Uh, I wasn't I? Also, don't think it was a Okada. Yeah. So, uh, I thought yeah. it was. Uh, I thought it was still great, but you know, I think um, I think there's. I always find it interesting when I don't fully agree with people, but I'm like. I still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I still really liked it. Like there's probably some people out there that hated this. Like hated every bit of it. And sure. like they're not speaking. Um I don't I didn't hate it. I rewatched it. I still loved it. I still love what they did, but it's just the ending that I needed the I needed the back and forth trades. I needed the rainmaker and it's weak and I needed the trade. I wanted the lefty rainmaker. Script stamps, yeah. I put it in my head and I never got it. I was pissed yeah. about it. Um, I needed all those different things, but that's just a me problem. And like you said, it's a you problem. And you know what? I'll live with that with the rest of my life. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> then I'm fine with it. It's I'm okay. I'm fine with it too. I'm okay not being fully invested in the match while everyone else. I'm okay. I just, being I just sat here saying I didn't love the uh the three-way, and you did. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have a different feeling about it. Yeah, it, you Everyone know, we all wrestling differently. That's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of all this. Exactly. Um. Well, we've already been going for almost an hour and a half. We have only talked about Wrestle Kingdom, so we have to blast through. I kind of expected uh, that to be fair. You know, AEW pay per views take that long. 
that's fair. So I'll blast through real quick. Um, some from some quick notes about New Year Dash. This is uh, I'm taking these quick notes from Ethan Rayner of the Wrestling Observer uh, F4W Online. Uh, Moxley and Shingo uh, have a no DQ match set up for Battle in the Valley. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Uh, Brian Danielson uh, had some conversation about Zack Saber Jr. Uh, between each other, so they're hinting at a Zack Saber Jr. versus Brian Danielson rematch. Maybe they talk about tapping each other out, so maybe some sort of submission thing. Uh, Will Ospreay made an official challenge for his last New Japan match ever, which will be uh, February 11th, the new beginning Osaka, which is confusing because I thought part of his AEW contract allowed him to wrestle New Japan more. Now he's saying his last New Japan match. Interesting. But it's going to be a steel cage 10-man match um, uh, on February 11th, new beginning Osaka. Uh, post Tanahashi's defense of the TV title, it was fully announced that Matt Riddle is coming into the company and challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi for the New Japan World TV title. <sighs> um, Sonata officially challenged Tetsuya Naito uh, for saving, allowing you know, for saving him and allowing the roll call to happen. Uh, so we'll get that match down the line. Sonata versus Naito Part Two. Um, Evil attacked Tamatanga and cut Tonga's hair. So maybe you get a title versus hair match, maybe something like that. That's kind of what we're building up to, maybe. Uh, Fujita, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols of TMDK challenge Okada Ichi Hiroshi Tanahashi for the never open weight six man tag team titles. Uh, Kanamaro versus Despi. Uh, Phantasma and Hikaleo looks like it's going to be Chase Owens and Kenta. Oof. Uh, Taiji Shimori. I just want you to know that I will not be watching that. Uh, I can, I'm not There's shocked. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> uh, Taiji Shimori wins the KOPW 2024 championship. Uh, and the Oscar Lube and Yoto Nakashima, those young lions, are officially being sent out on their excursion. Uh, we have yet to know where they are being sent. So any thoughts, any other thoughts there between anything for the New Year Dash notes there, Scotty? Um, I'm amped up about Dolph Ziggler in New Japan. Yeah, I didn't talk about Dolph Ziggler. We didn't talk about that much. I just realized yeah. I forgot about that, but that's like my big thing. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, the last time I watched Dolph Ziggler was probably this random-ass WWE match that I was like, eh, whatever, who cares? But there's just something about a guy who's willing to take interesting dates, you know? He's going to Australia in the summer he's doing puerto rico to start off and he's going to japan and i just think like i think his full i think his fully gimmick his i'm here to show the world and so he's going to as many international dates as possible and like i don't know i just i thought his promo was really good um Mm -hmm. in the press conference when he attacked finley and chased him off like he's playing like this like very dedicated i want to be a champion type guy and then he's like i don't even work here i don't know why i'm getting so worked up about this and i was like i think this is gonna be good (laughs) like i really do i think it's gonna work i know some people may not think that uh just because they see Dolph ziggler and it's like meh after all this time but and i get that but um for a company that's lost a lot of international talent i think this is like a good turnaround i think you should still be bringing in younger ones as well because you need yeah. to build them up before an immediate you know maybe 2024 guy mm-hmm. i 
I'm not complaining. I'd be really interested to see how he does when he does uh, eventually get that match, and hopefully more. I'd like to see him do more than just the one match. Look, New Japan needs more international talent. I am more than happy to bring in a guy like Dolph Ziggler. He's still going to put on a good match, I think. When he's motivated, he can still put on good to great matches. What I am going to complain about is the international talent they bring in named Matt Riddle uh, and have him face Tanahashi. Someone that they were, you know, if he was originally going to come in here in this company before he went to WWE, that would have been fun. That would have been interesting. Here, post after all of this stuff of Matt Riddle, get him out of my sights. Um, It's going to be frustrating. Uh, It's already frustrating. He's already booked for at least two matches. Oh, he's not going anywhere, bro. He's not going anywhere. And it's all about very much a specific joke. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's not going anywhere. And unless us new Japan fans say something like we did previously with Chris Dickinson, as we said previously with Marty scroll and that almost happened. This is like the third time where they're officially getting someone in the door. That's uh, arguably, I'm not even arguably, but way bigger star than the other two guys. Um, Your fans have to say something. I would presume New Japan will hear that, hear us fans. We have to say something. I don't like Matt Riddle in the company. I would much rather have two Dolph Ziggler's than I would have one Matt Riddle. But you let's talk about perfections. I I I here's yeah. the, I, don't, I don't think I think Riddle's going to stick. No yeah, matter. What I think that's say. that's my fear as well. Battle of the Valley is taking place this Saturday, Ooh. January thirteenth, out of San Jose here. San Jose, California. Uh, we got two kickoff matches. Matt Vandegriffen versus Goldie and Viva Vaughn versus yeah. Stephanie Vaquer. In a uh, number one contenders match for the strong women's title. Correct. Amundo. I've convinced myself Vaquer is winning this belt. I think it makes sense. I think it I makes think, sense. I think it's someone they clearly want on their shows mm-hmm. based off of the fact that she has pretty much been booked for every strong uh u.s shows since cml started to come in full-time on these yep um they're, they're just making matches for her right like they they got her so they got her on the tournament against mercedes Monet. she yep. obviously impressed there that was her day then they put her in a random tag then she challenged mayu for the belt and now they're putting her in another opportunity to get back to the belt i think they're gonna give her the strong and i think that's a great spot for her when does Julia leave again? March. Okay. So if possibly let, April. So let's say maybe I think she makes it to the Chicago thing. Julia Windy City Riot. Yeah. Okay. So let's say Windy City Riot, Julia versus Stephanie Vaquer. She wins it. I mean, if you want to do it earlier, I was going to say uh night one of New Beginning Sapporo, which is the night a couple nights right after Fantastic Mania. Yeah, I mean I have no problem just doing it in Japan. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'll, I'll watch it no matter great. what. Like, uh, I think that would be very good. Um, let me, well, here's the thing with Julia. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of reporting about her and when she's going to go and how long she's going to stick around. I guess the latest report is she's going to leave, but study English for the rest of the year and then go to wwe which is good good on her um but it sure does sound like that her she her dates are going to be done in march i think she stretches it to april um just because there's so many big events in april including the stardom us show um the 
Windy City Riot Show, and what's the other one? Oh, and Stardom's like big boot tie show. I feel like that would be the send off for her. Yeah. Um, I don't know that for sure. I just think like it's reasonable to think she agrees for one more month and then leaves, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but I think you know if they want to wait till Windy City Riot, it's very possible she'll be in the U.S. for the week before. So why not? Um, it's a, yeah, it's a question of we still vague, have a vague idea of where Julie. No, is no, it still feels like we're kind of somewhat guessing. Uh, we, I think we kind of know she's leaving. We know that she's not going to go to WWE immediately, but it's like, when is that official last day? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're waiting on. Right. Yeah. Um, battle in the Valley. I'll walk through this, uh, card reading. And if you have any thoughts, uh, lay them out. First match show to Umino, Fred Rosser and Jacob Fatu coming to this company, uh, six man tag versus team filthy Tom Lawler, Royce Isaacs and Jorel Nelson. Uh, I'm a big fan of Fatu getting the spot. If he was able to leave America, I think he'd be a great addition to the New Japan roster and a great international star to bring in. Second match, Mascarada Dorada, Volador Jr. versus Rocky Romero and Soberano Jr. Uh, don't forget, Soberano Jr. Uh, has a apparently signed a one-year contract with New Japan as well. Yeah. So I'm going to expect Rocky and Soberano getting the win. Uh, that match is going to be good. Like, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's the type of CMLL match I want on these shows. Mm-hmm. And all four of these guys, this is sort of also a preview for Fantastic Mania. All four of these guys are going to be in it. Rocky uh, so, better be over there for that, by the way. He is. He was already announced. Oh, he is? Okay. I didn't remember uh, the lineup. Uh, third match, TJP versus David Finley. Uh, <laughs> not announced as a, <laughs> a GHC title match yet Stop uh calling it that <laughs> global not announced as a global title match yet but maybe um new japan strong open weight tag team title match this is just announced right now as new japan strong tag titles yep. don't know if it's anything else el phantasma and hikaleo versus alex coglin and clark connors it was announced recently also that alex coglin and clark connors specifically both their new japan contracts uh, are up so that both of them are now teaming Yes, so let's little little circle on that one there. Uh, the New Japan Strong Women's Title Match: Julia doing her eighth defense against Trish Adora, Ring of Honor's Trish Adora, uh, Matt Riddle, uh, and X, oof, versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Bad Dude Tito. I, I know oh. you, I know you want to blow through this preview. I do, but who the hell do you think X is? <laughs> I don't know. At this rate, Marty Scrawl, I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Riddle versus Tito would be a good matchup, and then Zack Sabre Jr. versus Marty Scrawl, of course. Shout out to the bad dude, Tito. I, hot take. Not a hot take. It would have been once upon a time. I never thought Marty Scrawl was all that good. Um. Anyways, this sucks, because yeah. I'm pretty sure TMDK is losing, <laughs> which I hate. We just why, said why, next year. Ben, 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 take the fall. <laughs> why the young punks got to lose? Yeah. Huh? Why the young punks got to lose? Love bad dude Tito. He's going to take the fall. I think, I think whoever the X is, it's someone new. It's, it's someone new. I, I don't think it's someone we've. Is it going to be Elijah? <laughs> That's off. That's off. Move on. <laughs> God, no. Uh, uh, Walk with Elijah. Uh, here's an outside one. Would Shelton Benjamin be interesting? Oh, that would be interesting to me. 
Yeah. I don't know why Matt Riddle, but maybe it's just a way to debut him. Well, like maybe, maybe Shelton. Okay, so Shelton Benjamin obviously being in New Japan previously, he was part of Suzuki Goon. Zack Sabre Jr. no longer part of Suzuki Goon. Maybe Riddle, if he would have come in, would have been part of Suzuki Goon. <laughs> These are my long stretches that I can make. Um, you just killed we'll... like so many Suzuki Goon fans with that one. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's that. Maybe it's Riddle Goon. Mostly the Riddle part. Uh, AW Continental Crown. Uh-uh. Uh, Triple AW... Crown Championship. Say it like the graphics. <laughs> the graphic just here says AW Continental Crown. And I'm looking at the schedule uh, on, on. Oh, uh, well, the, well I'm looking show. at the graphic. It says Triple Crown Championship. <laughs> it says Triple Crown Championship. The It shows the New Japan Strong title. And on NJPW 1972 schedule, it says AW Continental Crown. Great. Eddie Kingston versus Gabe Kidd. Great. They had a great match uh, two years ago before yeah. Gabe Kidd disappeared again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about it. John Moxley versus Shingo and no DQ match. And yeah. then Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. I wonder who's winning that one. Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> this this card, honestly, is really good. I really yeah. enjoy this card. Other Better than the, top to bottom than last year. I agree. And last, last year, year had big the, the match, right? Had Mercedes had and Kyrie, which was great. Had Tanahashi and... Uh, Okada, and then it also had Jay White and Eddie Kingston, which mm-hmm. was really good. But other than that, I remember nothing really. Yeah, being yeah, yeah. on it, I feel like this is like a complete card where you kind of want to see every match or at least have some interest in every match. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike that one, so um, we got some other Japanese show quick hitters that we're going to talk about here. Let's talk about first, uh, because we have some news associated kind of with it. Uh, we'll talk about first all Japan. They have, we didn't talk about last week at the end of the year, their mania X show uh, where of course the main event being the uh, triple crown title match. Katsuhiko Nakajima defeats Kento Miyahara. Uh, and that spun off into, of course the new year giant series night two, where the triple crown title was defended once more with Nakajima defending it against Charlie Dempsey from NXT. Uh, so give me some quick cold takes on the Mania X show and your thoughts on the Charlie Dempsey match, if you've seen it. Uh, Kento Nakajima rocked. Not really a shock there. Fantastic Not match. a shock at so No, so no. So I can't good. wait for their third match because Kento's going to win eventually mm-hmm. and it's going to be the best one because of that. Yeah. Uh, but that was such a good, like, second match. You, you know, like, every match needs to have something. And I thought that was, like, the perfect second match. Obviously, it's a shock that Kento loses, but Kento taps out. Uh, I can't I can't wait until the blow-off match because, like, yeah. these two are just so good together. Um, Charlie I, Dempsey. I, I, I totally agree, by the way, that every time there's a second match and a great rivalry, uh, just apropos of nothing that we've discussed already, anytime there's a great second match, there really needs to be something new to it. Anyways, you were saying? Well, yeah, tap out. Well, technically, there was something new. To what? <laughs> um, but no, but like, just, if you're gonna have knock, if you're gonna have knock and dream a win, you need to have it be like in a shocking fashion. I think yeah. that's what they do. He is the I most mean, hated heel in Japan right now. He's, they. So he's the most interesting wrestler in the world right now. He had he came out to Onoki. 
I know. With Snoopy. In all of Japan. Uh, it was insane. Like, it was just so good. It was just so good. And I can't wait to see what's next with him. I know he's fighting Ashino, which should be really good. Mm-hmm. And I saw some people say Ashino should win. I was like, absolutely not. We you yeah. you keep you ride this hot wave with <laughs> Nakajima. He should not be losing. This is the Nakajima that I desperately missed. Yes. Um, for the better part of pretty much ever since he lost the title to uh Fujita. What what should happen is Ken, Nakajima has great defenses all the way Kento throughout. Kento wins the carnival to get it. I was going to say Kento wins the carnival and then they do that match. And then oh, come on. Be, that's what all they Japan. do, folks. All Japan. It's right there. It's right there. You just got to do it. Like, Ashino makes sense because Ashino won the carnival last year then got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, So he should be getting a title match. But yeah. Nakajima is going to knock down all your saviors before Kento is the ultimate uh savior because that's that's what all uh, the, oh by the way the dempsey match i wasn't a big fan of it i know a lot of people liked it um, i was I, thought, I think i did three and a quarter i was like this eh, is pretty good it's fine i was i was very bored in the first half i think charlie it, it was a match that like looking back on it it's like a match charlie dempsey surely needs to have at some point but a match a 20 minute match that he's not ready for if that makes sense yeah and i was like it's you know what would be really so cool on him if Dempsey, like, oh, I don't know, had a Japan tour, like, long-term. <laughs> and I'm, I think that's the reason he got this match. Like, I know and I know WWE's looking for allies or whatever. We'll in, get to that. <laughs> in to that. Japan. But mm-hmm. my big thing is I think that William Regal wanted his kid to go to Japan. I Yeah, I think that might have been part of what this was, especially yeah. since we also got the announcement that Takeshita's coming into all Japan. Um, which is so AEW. sick, by the way. Yeah. DDT is doing Takeshita versus Aoyagi on yeah. some show. I have no idea what show it is. And I was like, what are the odds? Thing? What are the odds we get Nakajima Takeshita? The two, they're both heels, unfortunately. Can't I know, I know. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita, he changed his name to Kanosuke Takeshita in all caps when he's in Japan. And I think it's very funny. <laughs> I just think it's like, you have to call me by my American. Yeah. explanation here right it's like yeah um Takesh is so good i know we forget that not we but you know i also thought uh dan tamora l lindeman their junior t- heavyweight title match was pretty good i also really enjoyed yeah. the psycho match this i watched that yeah that was good too that's good too um but yeah i think all japan i think i i think it was a solid start for in yeah. ring, let's say in ring solid start. The president got booed quite a bit in those mat those shows. Deservedly so. I'm looking for uh this upcoming weekend is the Nakajima tag title match when he because he won the tag league. Yep. Um where he drags uh Hokuto Mori with him. Um and then at the end of the month is the Ashino match. So still lots to look forward to, I think, in all Japan right now with Nakajima being the obvious reason why uh i love dogs wrote a little while ago i love how Meltzer said wwe was looking for japanese allies like it was world war ii a great segue into the next topic uh yeah wwe looking for quote-unquote japanese allies uh dave Meltzer in the wrestling observer newsletter wrote that triple h was looking at japanese allies going forward step one of that plan was nxt working with all japan uh, WWE is looking for a women's promotion to align with as well. And there's get talk, away. There has been talk internally within WWE about attempting to work with New Japan. Yeah, good luck, buddy. 
the company that is more loyal than any company in the world. This is the company that when CML was like on the brink of like extinction, they're like, yeah, we're staying with them, baby. Yeah. We may not get anything from it, but we're staying with them, baby. Who is also now working with AEW as well as an American. That's my point. Like they're not going to break away from AEW because WWE is like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I don't think New Japan is going to be in the books, but if you're looking at Noah, All Japan, Tokyo Joshi Pro, I, where, where there's concerns here, right? Technically, TJPW works with AEW, so. True, that is true. That is true. Riho is just on their show. so That is true. So maybe maybe Tokyo Joshi Pro is safe. Maybe, maybe it'd be something more like, uh, uh, what's Satomura's? They Sendai should just Girl? take, yes, that would make the most sense <laughs> just because of Satomura, but you know what? Whatever. Thank you, Drew. Yeah. Uh, if you're any Japanese company, there was someone I, I wrote about this where someone said I was a uh, a clown for thinking this. Yeah. Way. Yeah. You tell them. Person. If you're a Japanese company. If you're a Japanese company and uh, you seeing this, this news, yeah. tell WWE kindly, very kindly, go, go up to Triple H and very kindly say, fuck off. We saw <laughs> what they have done throughout the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. The, the the moment you start being like, oh, let's ally, let's work together. They do not want to work together. They will go into your your country and they will strip you for parts. Yeah. We saw Here's that with, thing. we saw it with the territories. We WWE. saw it with England a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. WWE the funny thing about WWE is they can't make inroads in these companies, but they can ruin things. That's the problem. Right, and they have, and they will. Right, like they're not going to become like a force in Japan, but they can ruin one of the companies. Yeah, easy. They ruin things. Like WWE's so hot right now, and I know like people have turned a blind eye to like who they are. I know Vince doesn't technically run the everyday there anymore. I don't care. They're still the, the entire company's still Vince pilled. And can we talk about that? NXT UK is never coming back, right? No, because no, that's dead, they baby. Wanted. They got what they wanted. They went into the they went into England, stripped it for parts. Said, "Oh, we're going to promote everything, do yeah. uh, and do uh, NXT UK." They yeah. t- stripped everything for parts of the company, and then when they got whatever was good, when the pandemic was a perfect time for them to cut NXT UK loose. They cut that loose, shipped everyone to Florida, and then called it a day. And then what? A year or so later, we're moved on, and it's not going to come back at any point. Right, and the scene's still trying to bounce back from it obviously yeah the um, only the only promotion doing anything of worth in that country uh, is is rev pro a second is maybe like wxw and that is still a far cry because they're still recovering from there was stripped for parts in by wwe uh it's japan has to stay away and i get the temptations because all japan needs more money and obviously the president would love to work with wwe but they cannot do that and I'm not the only American saying this. Scotty's the other American saying this, but it doesn't matter what we think when you also have Japanese fans hearing the news and booing the president of All Japan outright about yeah. Charlie Dempsey just being there. Now, it's not just America, it's Japan. It's like, which, which no. is really funny. Like, really funny because if you watch the Dempsey Nakajima match, they cheered for him just because they hate Nakajima. <laughs> yeah. sure. which, which tells you how he is yeah 
Right? I'm sure part of it is also being nice to the wrestler. He's not no, the guy. No, He's not just, part of this. Nakajima is the, the guy that they hate. I yeah. like that better. But uh, uh, yeah, Dad, get out of here. Yeah, no one. Wants no one you. wants you here. <laughs> no, I mean, no one. May, no one might be fine with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's who I expected, and then all Japan did it. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's. Uh... <sighs> It's interesting that they said step one was NXT working with All Japan. I was like, that's one match. I don't know if I would say working with All Japan. <laughs> I don't think NXT, you had an NXT wrestler in All Japan. You haven't had like, I don't know, Yumo Anzai show up in the performance center yet. So I guess we'll see. stay away from him. Yeah. I'm, uh, meanwhile, Kaito Kiyomiya is like, hey guys. Hey, hey, can I? Is anyone is anyone available for look at look at my matches? I wore yellow at Wrestle Kingdom, yellow and black. You know, at NXT. He's so good. Oh, Kaito. Um, uh, speaking of Kaito, let's talk about real quickly. Just very cold thoughts on Noah New Year. Um, <laughs> it's probably the last time we talk about Noah for quite a while. Uh, what a show, right? What a show. They had maybe one great match, maybe two. I haven't seen the, the semi-main of the GHC heavyweight title, but the most newsworthy event coming out of the show, obviously, is the singles match between Kota Ibushi and now Michi Marafuji going 33 minutes and 26 seconds with Ibushi. I mean, we talked about it before. We talked about it since he returned at GCW, that he was a... Uh, a shadow of his former self. This is not a shadow of a former self. This is a guy that simply cannot wrestle anymore. Uh, Scotty, uh, you've seen the match for sure. Uh, Please let let the people know how, how sad was this match to watch? It's probably the most sad I've ever been watching a match. It just, uh, he shouldn't have been in there. Like, and that's pretty clear. Uh, If you read his tweets, if you read what's going on, he, obviously didn't know the full extent and thought he could work, but he should have just never been allowed to work as is. Um, and he made it worse with what I think is the saddest match of the year and will be the saddest match of the year. Um, it, he, he, he is a wrestler. Like you have to remember like with these wrestlers, like they, they're very prideful and they're determined to, deliver and show up and stuff like that and be great at their craft. Uh, but you watch Kotobushi even just make his way down to the ring and you're like, this isn't the guy that helped me get into, you know, Puro and Japanese. Like, Ibushi was a big guy that helped me get into that. And you watch him and it's just so sad. It's so sad. It's not... It's not what I expected him to look like like i just thought like he could have fought his way through it and made it fine but this was so bad it was so bad um i said it to you like it took me all year last year to find a dud match and i found one at the end of the year it it took me uh, two days this year and i don't even look at it like that i look at it as i hope he gets the help i hope he really does actually take care of himself because that's what's most important right now it's not wrestling for him and uh, I, I just hope that he knows that. The, you know what the saddest part of this was? It wasn't even the match for me. It was Kaito and Jake Lee having to go down there and pretty much telling him to leave. Like, that was the saddest part. I was like, man. 
man, oh man, oh man, what happened? What happened? Um, and uh, hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he's okay. And uh, that's probably the last of Kota Bushi and Noah, if I had to guess. Yeah, he has since announced that he is taking surgery on his ankle. He also said he had a hurt hand, but I don't think he heard, said anything about whether or not he's taking hurt surgery for that. Uh, so far in cage match, out of 169 votes, a 0.78 in cage matches history of ratings. Uh, it's the 50th worst match. It's the and, second uh, lowest um, Japanese match of all time behind the yeah, the Akiyasukawa Yoshiko match. Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe that is correct. I'm looking over it right now. I believe that is correct. Yeah, the second so, worst Japanese match of all time. And that to. and those two matches are very different for obvious reasons. There's a reason that Akiyasukawa and Yoshiko is where it is. Um, mm-hmm. So that really speaks to how bad this was. According to uh, Cage Match, a match between Jacqueline and Disco Inferno in 1997 WCW is a little bit better than this match. <laughs> <laughs> just uh <laughs> just to put it in perspective ec3 versus tyrus is better than this match we don't have time to talk about nwa move forward <laughs> um it, you wouldn't bring it up that's incredible <laughs> uh uh, <laughs> uh if you want if, if you're listening to this and you for some reason you don't uh Maybe check my match guide. The two matches I'd recommend are the GHC heavyweight and Kiyomiya versus Ishii. Yeah, 100%. That Kiyomiya Ishii match also ruled. When Kiyomiya started bleeding, I was like, ah! <laughs> and then he lost. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling. I, I, I expected he was, was losing like, before the yeah. match started, but I was like, this match would have been so much better if he won. Yeah. Um, uh, last two bits before we go is Stardom. Uh, had several shows throughout the course of the week. Um, their New Year Star shows, their Idion Stardom Gate. This? What's that? I you want me to storm through this since I know everything off the top of my head. Go for it. All right. So they had Triangle Derby and Rookie Derby at New Year's Stars at Yokohama Budokan. Uh, we saw God's Eye not only win the tournament but win the tag, uh, the trios belt, which was a very welcome uh, change. I thought. This is uh, this is something they should have done originally for Mariah and Ami Sarai is have them work closely with Shuri in a big title setting. I think mm-hmm. it's going to do them a lot of good. Um, I think it was obviously the right move, and I thought the tournament was fine, especially as a one-night thing. It's like, whatever. I think they're the perfect scenario where they can stretch it maybe to two nights just so that – and put, like, the finals on, like, a Corican or something just like, so it, that – triangle derby yeah because like they they did like countouts and stuff to like get to the final because they didn't want to have their wrestlers overwork or anything which i get uh but you know i think there's something to do that can make it feel like a full quick tournament uh but overall like i'm fine with this just being it truthfully if that's mm-hmm. the case um, also the start of uh ddm uh and their uh, eventful week as well losing yes them. yes so they dropped the belts uh which i was hoping for anyways i didn't want the double title reign anymore for julia i think the artist belts can be a very big bright spot in stardom and that was kind of another one of the problems last year especially in the second half they kind of disappeared um uh, the Yuzuki won the Rookie of Stardom tournament, which is a big deal. That is a tournament that's won, been won by many of their 
you know, wrestlers that would go on to be great. The last person to win was, of course, Sayakamitani. So it gives you a kind of an idea of where they see Yuzuki. She continues to pull off wins here, uh, show after show after show. She's she is someone they're very behind. For example, their show on Sunday, which is today, uh, they the rookies beat a team that had Azumi on it. So they're really getting behind this crew. They are all in on this crew. They're all in on Yuzuki, and that's exciting to see. I think if you're trying to get into stardom, this is the time. They have a bunch of new crop. Uh, Julia's on her way out, and I know that's tough for a lot of people, but it's time for others to step up. And then the next day was the Etienne Stardom Gate 2024 show, the first time ever, sold out. 1500 plus in attendance absolutely packed house those pictures uh, looked great yeah so i saw that i was like well they're doing this again uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and there was two big parts to this show uh most of it was just pretty much like basic tag matches every i will say one thing that was really nice about this show is everyone felt looked really happy like just to see the crowd and and after these past couple hard months, this felt like their reward in many ways. It's like, you guys deserve this. You guys deserve like this great crowd that's into the show and so on. Uh, but yeah, the pictures look great. Uh, I think they were expecting something else. It looks like the walk-up was incredible because the lights were out for like around the ring. I think they were expect like, because if you checked the website before, they only sold out a few sections. looks like the walk-up was incredible, which is awesome to see for them. Uh, and mind you, TJPW is having their big Ition show at Corrigan Hall just down the street. Um, and they sold out as well. So big day for Joshi ahead of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but the big things from here, obviously, was after the really good uh, semi-main event between Julian Suzuki versus Mike and Megan Bain. Donna Del Mondo officially disbanded Julia calling it off saying she wanted to um saying she wanted to be a lone wolf ultimately this is stardom getting ahead of her ultimate exit yeah in from the company and i think it was the right move i here's the thing i, also I was believe- I also believe later she said that she's going to eventually challenge Micah before she. Yes. Comes, so. Yes. That's, that's a big win for Micah that they want to give her, which is the right move to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my thought on this is uh, DDM once was like the end all be all in stardom. It was absolutely packed. Micah, Ameka, Shuri, Natsupoi. That was the core. And ever since it started to lose all these people and once a maker retired, I didn't think the group really had the same need. So like when it ended, I was more sad about what it was than what it was currently. Uh, and ultimately I think it was the right move to just get rid of it. Cause DDM doesn't exist without Julia. I firmly believe that you don't want Micah or Sousa running that you want a new group for them to really make a name for themselves. This isn't like, you know, the queen's quest of the world where, you know, you can go from EO to Momo to Utami. This isn't a way to tie where you could switch it up. No, they want something new and DDM had a great four year run. Uh, one of the other big notes here is that Tekla's headed home. Uh, she will not be around for a while. She's going to rest. Uh, she had a neck injury, um, which is probably just, you know, long-term buildup. It's probably nothing like 
really bad because she wrestled on this show. Um, but it's something to heal and take time away. So hopefully she does come back. Uh, but yeah, big the big news obviously is that the the steps are being taken for the Julia exit, which you know you kind of have to do. I'm happy they're getting ahead of it. Truthfully, I think as, that's very they, as they should. You should be wanting to get ahead of it. Um, and if then you have, a, you have a known end date that's a couple months out. You need to yes. do everything in your booking power to ensure that she puts over as many people as possible. Absolutely, it's going to be tough because there's not a lot of time. Um, so they're going to have to be smart and because they have here's my thing they have to have her put over micah and suzuki those are the two people you have to have her put over everyone else is like a benefit but those two you need to and she hopefully will by the end of this she needs to get rid of that stupid title though i was gonna say Um, and she also has to lose the title maybe against micah or suzuki but she also has to lose the title i'm hoping they just send stephanie vacara to japan in february that that's best case i think have her lose it at a new Japan show. Don't even have to think about it. Um, and then in the main event, it was Mayu Utani defeating Shuri for the IWGP Women's Title. I thought this was the best IWGP Women's Title match to date. I love this match. That is my snow moving outside. So if you start hearing crashing and banging, uh, there is plows and stuff. So I apologize. Uh, but I thought this was fantastic. I thought they were getting 10 minutes because there was a hard end at this show, they said. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> that that ddm stuff took way too long and then they because they were going so fast like the pace was crazy yeah. in the first 10 minutes and then they kept going this was this was mayu being pure killer mode rather than the underdog which you don't see much sure you felt like the underdog i don't see that ever yeah uh, i yeah i thought this was great a great championship match and these two shows plus the cork in on Saturday, which has Saya Kamatani and Starlight Kid as the first contenders for the Wonder and World to start the year off. Like, this is as good as it gets for Stardom to start off the year. The complete opposite of last year. And yeah. next week, Aphrodite is defending the titles against Sue Suzuki and May Sarah on a house show. So we're back to doing that because it's not as many pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the stardom I remember being red yeah. hot. This is the stardom I need to be red hot i think they know listen the stardom roster didn't mess up i think the stardom man management bushy road management they know where they messed up and they're trying to get back hot and it really does feel like they're doing it considering they did like over five thousand tickets on a four-day tokyo loop pretty much like that's a lot of shows a lot of big shows in there that is an absolute home run and uh, i'm very excited for the future folks lots of good going on right now yeah, uh, I, I don't necessarily think they're as hot as they once were. No, yet, they're trying to they get are, back. They are making lots of great progress, lots of great yeah. steps to get back to that Big spot. strides. Big, big strides. Stride. Yeah. You could, you know, they could have taken baby steps. Yeah. Feels like it's big stride after big stride. Helps the roster getting healthy, too. Mm-hmm. It's one giant leap for stardom kind. It's going to be tough. They got to do it without Julia. Yeah, they, that's why they, like that they have to do as much as they can with Julia so that mm-hmm. they're prepared when she leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, last bit of info before we go: TNA Hard to Kill is also having a pay per view this Saturday, January thirteenth, live on pay per view on Triller to watch all this former fight and TNA Plus uh, Saturday, January thirteenth, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the first pay per view in TNA's history. We kind of talked about it if you listen to our bonus episode. 
where we talk you about the first pay-per-view in TNA history. Uh, new in modern TNA history, <laughs> let's say. Uh, this is we sort of kind of talked about it when we talked about our bonus show uh, for Ring Post Radio of State of of wrestling in 2023 and what we look for in 2024 hard to know exactly what impact tna is going to look like and this show will do a lot we would assume to tell us what tna is going to look like but the card itself is an interesting one that sets up whatever that might be so that's certainly a word for it yeah the card itself the main event tna world title match alex shelley defending against moose Knockouts world title match. Trinity defending against Jordan Grace after Jordan Grace won. We know Trinity's leaving. We know Trinity is on her way out uh, at some point, I assume now. End of January was the latest report from Fightful Select. Mm -hmm. So we assume Jordan Grace is probably going to win here. Uh, I like that. I I know we're trying to get out of here, but I'm just going to add a little note. I like Jordan Grace getting the belt back. Yeah, I wish that... In hindsight, knowing that Trinity was leaving, I wish that Impact had Trinity lose more uh, because she's undefeated as well. (laughs) I hope she... Because putting over the only person they have, and it's Jordan Grace, someone who doesn't need to be put over to me, is not ideal. I think it's better for her to put over other people, like a Giselle Shaw or I don't know who else, but... uh, Masha. Masha, even you know, I'll take anybody in a world where she Natasha doesn't Steals. have the Natasha Steels, maybe. Um, um, some just some other people other than Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace doesn't need it, but alas, Jordan Grace will get it, which probably defeats Trinity. But that's besides the point. A X Division title match that's very interesting. Chris Sabin, uh, TNA signed Kushida and El Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah, uh, that's match. Good. that looks really good. Uh, first time ever showdown between Josh Alexander and Alex Hammerstone. Uh, I don't Alex know Hammerstone, how to about that. I'm fine with it. Alex Hammerstone leaving MLW, not officially signed with TNA, but maybe he will be after this match. Who knows? I'm okay with it. Hammerstone's gotten a lot better in MLW, so I, I, I'm I'm gonna wait and see. But we'll, I'm okay with if it. If they so just far. run into each other, I might be in. <laughs> uh, TNA World Tag Team Title Match Four Way. ABC, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin uh, defending their titles against the Rascals, Mike Bailey and TNA Stein, Trent Seven, Ugh. and the Grizzled Young Vets. Very excited about the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets not signed yet, so hopefully they win and they get signed. That's what I want to see. I really don't like Trent Seven, but uh, I know everything okay. else in this match should be pretty good. Knockouts, Ultimate X match on the line. Uh, I don't... I assume this is also like sort of a number one contenders match here. Uh, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, Giselle Shaw, Jody Threat, Zaya Brookside, and newly signed uh, to TNA, Danny Luna. If Giselle Shaw isn't winning, then what is the point of the match? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Like, I look at this. I look at this lineup. She feels like the only person that's winning. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a great lineup. Zaya Brookside not is coming in. Dana Luna's coming in. Alicia Edwards is not that good. Jody Threat is dangerous. new, but still very new. Tasha Steeles and Giselle Shaw are like the only reputable people, but Tasha Steeles is cold as hell. I think Dana Luna's going to be good for TNA long term. But uh, I agree. I agree to that. <sighs> putting putting people in an Ultimate X match is never. Uh, 
They were my first recommendation. <laughs> Let alone these these six. Uh, a monstrous challenge uh, being deemed by TNA here. PCO versus Dirty Dango. Yep, Zero. baby. Get 0% chance I watch this. <laughs> get into it. This uh, is going to be the part of the show next week when Ryan's like, did you watch anything? I was like, I was not watching this match. Uh, they are still touting that worlds will collide. You won't believe who is showing up. So someone that they have seemingly signed to TNA will be showing up on this show. Well, Dolph Ziggler isn't signed to... Uh, uh, he isn't on Battle in the Valley. So. And he is here to show the world. So maybe this will be his home. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about that? I'd rather be in Japan. <laughs> uh, there's also the Countdown Hard to Kill. It has Rich Swan versus Steve Macklin. Tommy Dreamer versus Crazy Steve in a digital media title match and a tag team match of Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. Why is Rich Swan and Steve Macklin on the pre-show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When can Steve Macklin get out of TNA and join his wife in AEW? I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take Steve Macklin in AEW. I don't know what he would do in AEW. It's very packed over there. That's fair. But if like, he, this is, him, this is him versus like Adam Page in like a blood feud Texas death match, Okay, but that's one match. <laughs> I know, but that would rule. You can't deny that it won't rule. You think they would book that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It would rule, though. I'll give you that. Uh, that's hard to kill. An interesting pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't know what this yeah, spells. Yeah, come back, and Ryan couldn't want to get through it quicker. I don't know what this spells for the future of TNA, but uh, it's something. <laughs> it's something, all right? Hey, you're total nonstop, Ryan, in the year 2024. You got to pump us up. You can't be hurting us on this. That's true. Hey, hey, it's going to be good. We got going to be a great match with Jordan Grace. Alex Shelley always delivers. Hammerstone has been doing great work in ML Dub. So he's coming in, leaving that train wreck of a company to come That's in. a major TNA. leaguer. Uh, former major leaguer. You're a forever major leaguer. Come on. We got. Good stuff. It's TNA. Good. It, it's TNA. <laughs> they like to make good impressions. They got to make good impressions. It's TNA. That's why they got rid of the name. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's no. It. I feel like Sisyphus trying to roll up, roll up what, the stone. What are you gonna do if Moose wins? What's that? What are you gonna do if Moose wins? Uh as a TNA or for life, obviously, I'm gonna cheer for the Rafters, baby. Woo! Moose, Moose from Atlanta uh, owned Moose, baby. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna be upset probably. They just don't have anybody. It's like it's like I look at this card and it's like, oh, look at all the new TNA signings: Kashida, Trent Seven, Danny Luna. That's it. That's all we got. You're losing Trinity. That's all we got here. All right, company. Match of the week. Plugs. Let's get out of here, Scotty. Match that we can plugs. I want to hear yours. I did tell you you would hate it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it since then. <laughs> uh, pl- it? My match of the week is from 1968. Oh, brother, this guy sticks! <laughs> I saw a really good match from Paris, from Paris, France, Drop 1968, kick. between Franz van Buten for the French title, defending against 
a 22-year-old Andre the Giant. And this match was Andre the Giant's first ever title win. Uh, in 1968, he was 22 years, four years into his career. I went three and a half stars. It was really good. I was shocked how really good it was. Franz Van Buten did very well. But Andre the Giant, Scotty, Andre the Giant, can I believe it? Shaped like a, a, a Gunther here. And like working from underneath, and I've never seen it before. It was a wild match to watch. It's on YouTube, the full match, and fairly decent quality. Um, so, I mean, I recommend it. It was really good, honestly. I would honestly go recommend it. Uh, it was either that or, of course, a, a AAA match from uh, uh, 2005. So I, I, I figured you, you would doing? prefer that. What are you doing in your free time? I'm what going through the backlog. This is what is this your backlog? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What do you What do you expect? Dude, from my how backlog? many matches are you behind this year? I already read the number before. Uh, uh, let me pull it up again. Uh, I watched. I watched. I think like five or six matches out of the backlog this week. Uh, and no, I, no, no, not that. This year. Oh, this this, year's oh, list. this, this year matches that have already happened. Uh, let me How pull many it up. behind? 15. 15. And you're out here watching a <laughs> 1968 match between Vron's Van Bum and Andre the Giant. I don't remember the guy's name. Sorry. Franz Van Buten. Please give the man some respect. Oh, Buten. I was pretty close with Bum. Yeah. To be fair, I said 50 matches. Nine of them happened last night at Collision. Like, a lot of them happened at Collision last night. I well, here's an idea. Don't watch all of them. Well, I'm going to watch Collision. And I'm catching up on the backlog. I only have 1,400. I only have 1,408 matches left. See, I would give up on the backlog. <laughs> before you even start. I watched... How many matches? I. You know what? Here's what I want you to do this year, Okay. Tell you me you can't do that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. This is our show, buddy. This is now a thing. I want you to take a tally of how many out of these godforsaken matches reach four and above. Okay. 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 Can do that. That's can easy. Because knowing you, not a lot. Hey, three and a half is pretty close. That's not four. Though 1968, that's that's probably a five back then. <laughs> I know that 1968. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, oh my god, we're in danger. I don't know. Uh, I think I think I can easily have some matches that are over four. I would hope so. I would hope that part of your backlog involves some all timers. I got a I got a couple classics in here. I'll let you know. I'll let you. Should I, I was gonna do a bit. My match of the week is just gonna be a match from the backlog that I watch. Uh, but I can definitely let you know when it reaches four. Please do. Uh, that is uh, that is a number. That is my new match race for math match race for this year. I just want to know your update of the backlog and how many things was actually worth watching. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, there's a couple classics in here. I think there's a couple match. There's several matches I can eat. I already know that you're gonna like hate some classic. And it's gonna be ten times funnier. You're gonna like, oh yeah, that uh, that uh, that Omega Naito match. Yeah, nah, I'm good, you know, bro. I mean. Maybe this match will reach a four. This is in the backlog. I don't know. Some random, what is this? All Japan Woman, 1987, Crush Gals versus Jumping Bomb Angels. I don't know. Maybe that will reach four plus. Um, who knows? Yeah, see if we'll your backlog is full with Joshi, then we're okay. It's got a, lot, it's got a decent amount of Joshi and Puro. Anyways, let me get my plugs. Yeah, please. Uh, follow me 
at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. Check out Stardom Road that came out earlier this week. That was this week. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the uh, 2023 roster and their performance in Stardom. That was a lot of fun. You can check that out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Wherever you, get, wherever you get your podcast, I recommend the YouTube version just so you can see the list be made in real time. It's easier to have an eye on it. Uh, so thank you to everyone who has listened to that. My match of the week is Mascara Dorada versus Templario from Great. CMLL. We're back on the wagon, baby. We Over got, four? Over four? Uh, just straight four. Straight four. Straight four. That was very good. Um, Mascara Dorada is doing this like 10 times cooler version of Bandito's uh, sixplex or whatever it's called. But he's doing plex. a f- fucking dominator off of it. Huh? He sit out <laughs> dominator, bro. Yeah. He messed up on this one, but I saw him when he did the rock. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, no, he messed up on he messed up on the bounce part. He did the okay. dominator correctly. Um, but I saw him do this against Rocky Romero when he won the belt from him last year. Mm-hmm. And it was sick. And it looks more natural. Like it doesn't have the guy sitting there. Uh, so he's great. Recommend that. We're back on it from Arena Mexico. Hot start to the year. We got freaking Mystico and Volador Jr. wrestling on a Tuesday or something this week for the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. kidding me? Arena Mexico is hot. It's time to get into CMLL. This might be the only way I can ever bring it up on this show because it's hard. If they don't we have, have to figure out how we show. we have to figure out how we bring up the the uh, Super Viennese. Well, next well next Super Viennese has Soberano Junior versus Templario baby in the main event, so you're gonna want to get into it. And next week, all we're talking about so far on the docket: TNA Hard to Kill, New Japan Battle in the Valley, and New Japan New Beginning in Nagoya. I'm so, uh, so tired trying to watch both of those. Uh, both of those. What do you mean? Oh, Hard to Kill and Battle in the Valley. They are at the same time. We're not talking about Battle in the Belts. Do, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> if if there's a title change on Battle of the Belts, we'll talk about it. NXT, uh, NXT, uh, AEW Homecoming isn't good enough for you. No, why? Has Hangman and Claudio? That does look good. I don't think we'll talk about it. I mean, I unless it's that that blow away great. I mean, I assume we're going to talk about Mercedes Monet. I assume she's talk, showing up at that show. I assume she doesn't, and that's the bigger conversation. <laughs> She's coming in and building up a women's tag title. That's could you doing. imagine if she goes to WWE after all this? Could I could? They're signing Trinity. Yeah, it's a spicy meatball. The spicy meatball. No one knows um, until until she shows up. No one has a freaking clue. Can you believe that we're finally going to get Mercedes Monet versus Julia in a WWE ring? <laughs> That's the only way we get this match now in a WWE ring. Fuck, it sucks, dude. Dude, <laughs> Julia's going to go to NXT because they need to, like, I don't know, dumb her down, I guess, aka have her not be Julia. Well, um, to, in, in NXT defense, freshen up on english and, and learn the american style wrestling i there there's act they've done this on all their better in english than like oh i agree i agree they that, they've even said that that she's better in english yeah. than most of the people but like she, they're still new to american television well, my I, point I, okay i get it I, I need everyone to know if you're listening to this and you've never seen julian stardom 
she is not going to be Julian Stardom in WWE. Because she can't be Julian Stardom in WWE. There's not going to be shoot headbutts. There's not going to be these insane Northern Lights bombs. There's not, like, there, so much of what makes her awesome is going to be taken away. Yeah, she's going to still look awesome and all this other stuff. And she's got the aura that we always talk about on Twitter every freaking day of our lives now. But, like, uh, well, she's a WWE wrestler. All these people only have aura and they don't have anything else. Um, who, you know, how like when Nakamura came in, they did Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and it was a great yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Who do you think would be the first great match against Julia? That would be like, no oh, idea. that's exciting. No, I, honestly, idea. the only person I can think Tiffany of, Tiffany Stratton, baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. The only person I can think of is the dream match, Tiffany Stratton versus Julia. It's honestly, it's probably going to be Julia versus Blair Davenport. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> probably what it's going to be. You know, uh, but this, yeah, this reminds me. I didn't get to talk about Julia much and like her leaving. I'm like the one person I think at this point that's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm cool. I like, I'm fine with her leaving. I know like everyone's like, oh no, this is a disaster. It's like, she did everything. She's at the top of stardom for four years. Not really what, much what else. What more do you do. want from her? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, would I have loved a great world of stardom title reign? Yeah, but mm-hmm. if that's all I'm asking for, it's like, it's time. They'll be fine. Now, of course, I would prefer if she was in AEW versus WWE, so I can continue to see her style of wrestling. But she was going to yeah. leave at some point. She was going to leave at some point. It's just a matter yeah. of the more upsetting news is WWE. Instead of watching her on NXT, I could have watched her on Rampage once a month, maybe. Against, against Sky Blue. Like, I was going to say, Sky Blue. Oh, man. You know I'm right. You are right. And Sky Blue gets the win. Uh, <laughs> that is it for this week's Tell episode of... Lies. That's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I'm Ryan. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan A2. That's Scotty at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Follow the whole network at Countout Pod. We got great shows. Your Dose of Death, Akata Shorts, and Stardom Road featuring Scotty and Trent um we'll be back next week talking about a bunch of other things and until then we'll see you all next time goodbye everybody so curtis yeah man can said we've got to do an ad i've never done one before Uh-oh. what should we do i have no idea bro I, I like i ever made an ad before what, what what are we doing an ad for i don't know we just say we're like a new japan pro wrestling podcast and we just put a bunch of clips like here arguably the most shredded guy so yeah. you really want to get there too <laughs> Uh, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> he, uh, I love it. This picture you've painted for me. I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. We don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week. And now I'm in Bullet Club. And here? Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match how do you take or talk about one of i think probably the best matches you've ever seen that's an ad right yeah yeah that works that that that's that's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us and we don't have to do anything aha past us did it present us living in the now look at us look Look at at us being friggin' brilliant minimum effort maximum output okada shorts podcast check it out on the count out network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen or die. This has been a Count Out Podcast. What's so 
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.